Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey... John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, the dickens. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, this is Friday. You guys got to keep in mind that the whole summer vacation aspect, because if you have kids, they're about set to get to go back. You better soak up this Friday and this weekend a great deal, because then probably after next weekend for most It is back to school, it is back to the routine, and back to the grind. And the same can be said for those that cover the Colts. Same thing's going to take place, that all of a sudden everything starts again, and you're off and running on this. Al-Qadid Muhammad brought back by the Colts today. Uh, In a move, I think ESPN, Adam Schefter had that a little bit earlier. Uh, so many different storylines, but just barely a handful probably are going to get the most. And we were talking about this yesterday in terms of you know expectations and patience and all this. I, I'm with you. I mean, we should be well past that, but given the circumstances and what you see right now, you're right in the middle of it. And, you know, we were preaching that a year ago with the Pacers, and, you know, now it's it's the Colts, uh, and it's a tough spot to be in because it does drive you nuts. It's like a constant. At the same time, I asked the same regarding the Pacers, if you remember, a year ago, and I was skeptical about it. I, I admit, I was skeptical. I was skeptical that... Even the fans out there that say, hey, you know what? Light the dynamite up and blow that thing up. Do it for the first time. You know, everybody was saying blow it up and using terms like reboot. And it seemed like that most were on the same page. And most would be cool. And I remember asking this question, and I still understand when you tell me that. You're saying, I'm down with this, and yeah, patience, I understand but it is different when you live in the moment and you're frustrated. You got all this, all the crap going on around you. I mean, real life crap. And then, you know, even the part that you pay attention to for so-called relaxation or enjoyment, all right, or, or even kind of a slash hobby. This is what I do. I watch sports. And you're always wanting your local team to do well. You have to admit rebuilds do they wear you out and I'm talking about the Pacers here where it was almost unanimous this time last year that you guys were all down 
But again, I sat here with skepticism about just how dialed in you would be, how much patience you would show with what was going to be a longer-term rebuild. You remember that. And I'm still skeptical about it. However, it would appear, as we sit right here with the Pacers in mind, that you're not going to have to worry about that. Because it was a faster track. Or at least it appears right now to be a faster track. So you probably don't plan on needing to wait or needing to show that level of patience as you thought this time last year because of what you saw out of this team this past season. I was talking to Tony Katz a little bit earlier, not about politics or news because I don't give a crap, but it was about sports. And he had asked me about the the level of patience in terms of the Colts and what Jim Mercer and the Colts have talked about and where they were going to be before. We're not too far removed from all chips in and not too far removed from, you know, multiple Lombardis. There has been a lot said. There have been many quotes, most of which, if you're talking about in terms of success, have not at all and not even close to been lived up to. And he asked me this morning or this afternoon or whatever the hell it was. It was this afternoon. He said, so how much patience will these Colts fans have? How much do you expect? And then I went just like I went with you last year. I I do remain skeptical about it. And what I told him is what I told you last year and really what the Pacers did. They didn't give you much of a pitch and then left the expectations up to you. I mean, hoping that they would just massively surpass expectations. And that's what happened. And they talked about how you didn't expect this team to do very much. And, you know, you're going to see it knock around, but it's all for the betterment. And you guys were caught up, too, in that rebuild and wanting that rebuild to come. So, I mean, you really couldn't say much. When Rick Carlisle came on here last October and said, yeah, there are going to be some moments to where uh, you're going to go, oh, wow, that's fun. And then other moments where that's not going to be so fun and there's going to be a lot of losing. I mean, they sold you on that very low. And then blew past your expectations. And that's what I told Tony this afternoon. That's, That's what needs to be done around here. They were also what? What were they this past year? For the most part. For the most part, I mean, even in losing, and we talk about this all the time, how they need to be playing better defense. Like a dude called in yesterday and said, all right, so what do you mean when you talk about, you know, somebody needs to improve defensively? And my thought, if you missed it yesterday, was in a a world in basketball, in the NBA, where really guys are just too damn good and athletic to stay in front of. What you have to do is provide a little bit of resistance. You can't let these guys off the dribble get to any spot on the floor where they want anytime they want to. Because 75%, 80% of the time, they're going to find their spot on the floor they want to get to. And then they're going to dictate terms offensively, whether it's, you know, finishing at the rim 
on their own or dishing left, dishing right. Guys staked out beyond the three-point line that are going to shoot layups because the defense has collapsed, gone to help, and all of a sudden these guys are wide open, and that's what these shots are becoming now, layups. And it even hurts, too, and I mentioned this yesterday in, in answering that question in, in terms of Miles. I am Miles, a great rim protector. But on the weak side of that, on the rebound side of that, then this team has had really nobody there. And that does not end well. So you have to get somebody that is capable of, at times, maybe not all the time, because I think that's impossible in the NBA but at times can provide some resistance. And a year ago, you watched that, and even in games to where they scored 35, they'd lose 140 to 135. Not a lot of resistance on the perimeter. But they were in those games still what? In those games, they were still entertaining. Can this Colts team this season be entertaining? Entertaining while still, and again, my thought is that they're going to lose a hell of a lot more than they win. And I hate talking about entertaining losses. I hate it. But to keep you interested, and this is twofold on the quarterback too, you have to see those signs. You have to see those signs prevail. And you do have to be entertained, even when things don't work out. And more often than not this coming year, I mean, let's face it, that's probably how it's going to be. But much like the Pacers a year ago, there are so many parallels to draw as far as dynamics are concerned with this. I mean, it is weird. It's really not great because that means both teams are talking about are in craptacular fashion at one point or the other, and you're trying to work back from that. But there are so many similarities to this. But it did work out for the Pacers. You can't deny that. That was as about as much love for a team that did not make the postseason, for a team that hasn't been to the postseason in a bit, but as much love as you can remember for a team that finished outside the postseason. Again, you set the bar low of expectations and then you oversold it to everybody. Are the Colts going to be able to do that? Meanwhile, are they going to keep you entertained? You know, part of the equation in all this too is the schedule. And oftentimes the schedule turns out to be uh, toughness-wise tougher than what you thought. Some of these games are going to turn out maybe not as tough as you thought. In this case, probably most that are on the schedule are not too many tough games. I mean, you know which ones they are. But they'll probably still turn out to be incredibly difficult. But how winnable does your play how winnable does your play make this team overall with a schedule that at the very least is conducive with competition? That's how you look at it. I mean, you can give that the old eyeball test, and you can see that it's conducive to being competitive. How long do you hang in? How long is it going to be? Is it going to be all right? I mean, everything, whatever, 
I, I will say this. I have been willing to say this about the quarterback. Yeah, mistakes, whatever. Let them happen. But he got to get the guy in there, and you want to see the guy there in week number one. You don't want his health to be compromised. But, I mean, it's football. Stuff like that happens. You want to try to sidestep it. While at the same time you want to do this, you want to be entertaining. Can they do that? You expect them to be able to do that, be entertaining? Even if they're not winning? Especially not winning to a clip that a lot of... I mean, there's some Colts fans out there that are really over-expecting on this. you got a quarterback that has played 13 games prior. I don't know what any of these Madden numbers mean. But you've had a quarterback that's played 13 games prior. It has a lot to get used to. How much patience will you have as Colts fans to hang in with this thing? Are you all in it as you were as Pacer fans just because you're finally glad? Is In this case, much like the Pacers are doing team-wise, you can see what the Colts are doing at the quarterback position. You know, not living off the veteran quarterback band-aid any longer. How much patience will you have to hang in? And when I was asked that earlier this afternoon, to me, I just, it depends on not even so much the wins and losses, because I don't expect at all a complete circus like what you saw a year ago. But you know this thing's going to be discombobulated more often than not. But can it keep you entertained? Can it keep you excited? Can the quarterback and this offense working together, even in some not-so-great moments, can it keep you entertained and hanging around? That is one hell of a question to ask on this Friday as we embark on a weekend and then get everybody set coming up next week. I think third, check that, Tuesday is when report day is. And we are off and running. As I mentioned yesterday, every single series, every single play, everything is going to be broken down beyond belief. Might as well get ready for it. But do they have the capabilities of keeping you entertained and interested even if the losses, much like a year ago, do stack up? I say this, a year ago, at least in that first month, they got that one over Kansas City. That made everybody feel really good for a minute, and then October got really weird. And then November got even more weird. Then the rest of the season was incredibly weird. But how long are you going to be in here, and how entertaining do you think this is going to be? What a good question to ask on this particular Friday. And we will at 239-1070. The email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, where I'm going to fire things up with you coming up in just a minute. Uh, shout out to B. Swift. Over, I think, a hot 100.9. I was out shooting some videos a little bit earlier today at the Indiana State Fair. It has been a minute since I've been out there. I think the State Fair and the Pacers have a partnership going on. There was a time when, and again, younger generation, but a rite of passage. I'm running out there. I'm running out there to see Cowboy Bob and Janie and all that in the day. Felt like I was on the show. 
I was never on the show, but it felt like when you went out there and you sat in the crowd or whatever building that was in back then, when Channel 4 did their production, it felt like you were on the show. But they are putting stuff together out there, and you get incredible discounted tickets right now up until the 27th of July. If you're thinking about going out, I'm assuming I'll probably have some to give away as well. But the Indiana State Fair is about ready to get here. I'm telling you, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's a bittersweetness a little bit for you, man. All this great stuff that's going on. And then at the same time, you start back into that daily grind that you were glad, more willing to shed back at the end of May. We spend all year long waiting on our ass to get to May, and then May and June and July go like this. <laughs> Can you slow this down a little bit? Why why can't you make January go faster? I mean, and hell, they've got wall-to-wall sports in January. we got everything going on. You know, we're complaining about the Colts, watching the Pacers, watching Purdue, watching IU. Watching the Colts not be in the postseason, watching the NFL playoffs. I mean, that's what should fly by, but man, that goes slow as hell. You get right to the tail end of May, you get to the 500, and then you got the entire summer ahead of you. You blink, and all of a sudden, it's over. It is weird. For us, there was always this, I don't even know if they have it anymore in my hometown. There was a Founders Day, right? So we have a Founders Day, and they have a parade and a lot of, you know, food, homemade food, and they had uh, concerts on the back of a trailer in the middle of town, and we're talking about a town of the size of 200, 250, whatever, Owensburg. A lot of bluegrass. But uh, the parade was the best, man. We'd get in our motorcycles when I was in elementary, ride the motorcycles in the parade. I'm telling you, you've never lived in the country if you've never tried to do a donut in a big pile of cow manure or check that horse manure. Try to spin out horse manure on your friend behind you. <laughs> that was always kind of the end. That was the telltale sign the school was ready to start when that thing came around. The first weekend of August back in the day, no longer. But you have a lot of moments this time of year where it basically means the end of summer and back to school. And then, you know, for the parents, for us, it's back to that grind. It's almost like we're going back to school, too. And all of a sudden now it's the same. But, yeah, for me, it was like that time. Founder's Day time, and then after that, that's when you the pool days get slower, more infrequent. And it's time to get right back to it. A lot of you are going through that, I'm assuming, right now. So make sure you get out tonight and this weekend and have a hell of a time. Some of you may have next weekend to celebrate, too, but it is now down to the nitty-gritty. It is few and far between. Hopefully you enjoyed Snoop and Wiz Khalifa. I had no idea until the end of the show yesterday Warren G was out there. I'm glad somebody told me. Hopefully that was a great show, and hopefully you didn't get rained on. And I mean pouring rained on. It was like for five five minutes maybe, three and a half, five minutes. But it absolutely poured over that time span. But hopefully you had a good time out there if you went out to Ruoff last night for the Snoop, Wiz, and Warren G show. 
which sounded like a hell of a good time. Major League Baseball, looked like the Cubs are back at it today. Lose to the Cardinals last night, the start of a weekend set at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Cubs out 4-1 so far this afternoon. Uh, Top of the fourth inning over the Cardinals. We are really going to see if my red legs have put something back together. Last two over the Giants get the Diamondbacks. This has been the longest homestand of the season. I'm assuming a lot of you that listen to this show are probably heading over to watch a Reds game tonight or later on this weekend. But a huge test over the weekend with the second place in the National League West Arizona Diamondbacks in town. Now, we'll see if they found anything over the last two games against the Giants. You know, I failed to mention this, too, and I know that the morning show is going to be out a lot. I'm going to be out a couple of different times for the night practices. But, you know, as I alluded to on the show yesterday, this is going to be the most popular training camp in the history of the Colts being here. So you're finding out now that even more of these open practices Uh, which the tickets are free, are becoming at capacity. You could say sold out, but at capacity. So I I saw Jim Mercer last hour tweet that three more of their camp practices are now at capacity. So that is Friday, July the 28th. Kids Day, Wednesday, August the 16th. That's the joint practice number one against the Bears. And then Thursday, August the 17th, which I guess is called Thirsty Thursday. Practice number two against the Bears. I believe that's the two days in which I'm out. I think I'm out there for the uh, the 16th and the 17th. And I guess the, uh, the 29th on Saturday is already full, too. So check your local listings and make sure, because as I mentioned, this thing is going to be extremely popular. Checking out the quarterback, checking out the team. And and again, this is not doom and gloom preaching going on here. I hope that they win a lot of games because I believe that you need that. I don't know if the patience level that you tell me you have right now is long-lasting throughout the season. So I want them to be ahead of schedule. That'd be fantastic. That's exactly the shot in the arm that this, this fan base around here needs. I just think that it's foolhardy to believe that that's going to occur. You are kidding yourself with what you know right now and believe that. I mean, even with a soft-looking schedule, I would maintain that is a lot to ask for out of this group. All right, whether or not you're going to have patience is something we'll talk about on the other side. We can work in some more NFL if you like. We can also talk a little bit about Major League Baseball if there's any NBA items to get to. We certainly will do that. And the Women's World Cup tonight at 9, USA and Vietnam. As it is underway from Australia. I think Australia would be at the top of my list of some place to go. Australia always, it seems like like every month they find a new a new species of something that is incredibly dangerous slash poisonous. You guys ever notice that? Like every month. 
like we have, you know, household, you know, a spider or you see a bug outside or whatever in Australia, these things will kill you. Around here, you go, yeah, a bug, whatever, and you squash it. I think Australia would be a hell of a trip. Now, Australia would be much better because it is flipped. I think like Rio de Janeiro, right? Southern Hemisphere, wintertime, our wintertime's their summertime. I believe that's the time to do that. Women's World Cup, probably a pretty good time to do it, though. Quick break, and we shall return. All right, hashtag Ask Pats in studio. We've got free Yeti. Free Yeti with your questions. Hashtag Ask Pat if you want to talk about stuff, whether it is, uh, I don't know, barbecuing, smoking, landscaping. Yeah, not cigarette smoking or vaping. You know what I mean? Meat smoking. Meat smoking. Food, grilling out stuff, coleslaw, bugs, varmints, weeds, weed, all of it. Hashtag Ask Pat. And if I read your question on the air, or if you call and your question's on the air, and James picks you, free Yeti from Yeti and Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat's coming up. That is in the 4 o'clock hour. And Derek Schultz going to join us coming up a little bit later on as well. A myriad of things to talk about with one of the dudes when I am out will sit in here and talk up sports as well. Truly appreciative of that. Derek's going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, 239-1070. Email address jmv at 1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD radio, and getting started on what better be a glorious celebratory weekend for us all. Because the work schedule is about ready to change. Hopefully it's going to be a good one for you. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Hey, my buddy, Swanson, full steam ahead, over there. I want to go over there. I'll move over, Swanson, I'm driving. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, tonight, Ruoff. What I guess is the final time for Foreigner. Foreigner and Mike Reno and Loverboy tonight at Ruoff. I would go do that, too. You know me, I love a really strong catalog. And I know we're not talking about the the same faces that we've always known, especially going back to the 1970s with Foreigner. But, man, the catalog, if you've looked at their set list, there's not a clunker in the mix. Well, I will say this. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me does wear me out a great deal. But, you know, besides that, that could be your pee break right there. <laughs> or by the time it rolls late in the set, you'd be so far in the bag and you and your date or you and your girlfriend or wife. I mean, you're he and she and right there to that song. <laughs> there was this is a true story right here. See, I I was a, a big time radio lover, as you know, 
uh, growing up. And a station in Bloomington, it's one of the stations in which I first started, B97 in Bloomington. This was back in 1984. Foreigner was coming to the IU Auditorium. And they had a contest, and to the winner, the winner got to go sing in the background choir for Foreigner in that song. Remember the choir in the background, I want to know what love is, I want you to show me? Nobody in their right mind better request that song tomorrow night, by the way, too. Don't do it. I put that song right up there with anything from Meatloaf. Don't do it. But the winner got to sing in the choir, the background choir, and go up on stage for I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. (laughs) But everybody just calling in. I got to do that. That sounds so fun. I think it was 1985. But no, Foreigner would be a great show tonight if you're heading up to Ruah. Foreigner and Loverboy, just uh, categorically speaking, you're going to know about each and every song. Which is always good. From John Buzzard. So, JMV, July 21st has to be the earliest I've ever seen the spirit of Halloween store invade my Noblesville shopping center. You are right. Summer flies. Winter crawls. Yeah, winter's around here forever. I mean, even we'll have one day or two days where it kind of warms up a little bit. Gives you hope. And then the thing will drag you right back down. So true. Take advantage of it, though. It's from Bob. So as a Colts fan, JMV, since I got here in 84, I've learned patience. TV blackouts, little hope. Fans from the Manning era were spoiled, and I don't know how to deal with adversity or and don't know how to deal with adversity. That's from Bob. Bob, I've been here as well, and I have a completely different way to look at that. And I've always said that if you've been around here since that point in time, from 84 all the way to the start of the Manning era, you had to put up with so much crap and such a lack of hope. I mean, you guys know nothing about a lack of hope until you go back then. Every single year. A lack of hope. No real idea about what football really meant or what NFL really meant. You have to admit, I mean, the entire experience, which certainly has grown over the years with the popularity of football in the NFL, but we had no idea how to handle it back then. It was the way that you spent time back then when the games locally started at noon from noon until about 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and then you went home and you forgot about it for the rest of the week? Completely different. So I look at it differently because in that Manning era, and then to the Luck era, which ended craptacularly, that's where this is supposed to be. That is the level in which it's supposed to be each and every year. I mean, you learned how bad that it was. So to me, you know, we're not spoiled. You might say that those that didn't know what we knew going back to 1984, you know, the younger generation may be spoiled, and that's okay. But those of us that have been around, there's no spoiling that because we had to put up with a lot of junk. And it was that way each and every year. It was that way each and every game. 
like the first three years that the Colts were here, like one of the big deals, right? One of the big reasons to get excited, taking pride in the Colts was because I think it was what Raymond Butler had that Alcoa fantastic finish. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're the Colts. There's that fantastic finish. And basically, that was that was your pride. Hell, that was your pride up until the Monday night game with the mask on Halloween against the Broncos. Yeah, it was few and far between. So if you go back, Bob, and evidently you do as far as I do, we we are not spoiled. Generational, younger generationally speaking, if you want to say that, you can say that, but we're not. Because we had to put up with a bunch of junk. That's from Brandon Reeve. Who do you think plays more, Shaq Leonard or Gardner Minshew? Well, I will say this. If if Leonard doesn't play more than Minshew, then Leonard's done. So you don't want that. And if <laughs> Minshew, Minshew is playing more than Leonard, that means that Richardson is either not even close to being ready or injured, and you don't want that. Uh, those are pretty significantly disastrous situations if you view it that way. I would say Leonard more than Minshew. I'm sorry. Gardner Minshew is a great dude, a guitar-playing dude, a fun interview. But you don't want to seem unless you absolutely have to. You don't want to see him unless you absolutely have to because he's not going to be good enough to get this team to the postseason. And if you see him, that means something has run afoul majorly with what is your future quarterback. You don't want to see him. And that's kind of what I've said over the years. Remember the Manning era when I used to say, well, Bill Polian never got what people around here would call a significant enough backup. And really up until one year when that was prevalent, it never really mattered. And to me, it never really mattered at all because if you didn't have Manning, this team was sunk. Just like in Kansas City. Now, if you don't have your quarterback, you're sunk. Just like in most places, not all. I mean, there are exceptions to the rule, but there are very few of those exceptions. So that's how I always felt about, you know, if Manning's out, if Manning were to ever be injured for a significant period of time, I mean, who cares if your backup quarterbacks, you know, Don Strzok or Dave Craig or Jim Sorgi? Sorry, Jim. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's over. I mean, what you have worked for, and I think it was even, even didn't Tom Moore have the quote of, we don't, you know, do you have any plays in there for a backup or what's your plan, you know, for a backup in case? And he said, we we have no plan uh, for that type of disaster, something like that. I mean, I'm close to the ballpark here, but basically it has a similar meaning as to what I'm trying to explain is then if you didn't have Manny, you had nothing. And here, you don't want to see, I know a lot of you are kind of geeked about wanting to see Gardner Minshew, and hey, I wonder if he can start, and you know what, he could win some games, and look what he did to the Colts. You don't want it. You don't want it, believe me. Let me save you from yourself on this one. Because that means complete and utter foobar. 
I mean, think about it for a moment. What 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 good would that bring? What good would that be? What would if that were the call? What goodness comes of that? You think all of a sudden they're going to win at a much higher clip? Nah. So you're taking reps away from your future quarterback. Why? Because he's not close to being ready? And you drafted him number four overall? What? Or because he's injured? It's like three really bad things. You do not want a part of it. So I would say Shaq Leonard right here. But that is a very interesting question. I think the most interesting question is, what if Leonard doesn't? I think we all probably know what that might mean. Yeah, that's not good either. That is definitely a solid question to ask right there, though. Yeah, you're right. Couldn't be more right about that, Jam. If he come eight or nine, the alarm becomes a lot earlier. Yeah, eight, nine, when school starts, that's going to be coming at you about 545. Got to get ready for that 545. So you're just in time, too. You start soaking up the summertime, then all of a sudden they just pull the rug right out from under you. Yeah, that's what it was. Thank you, Paul. Paul and Indy says, quote, we don't practice blanked. Should pretty much summarize backup quarterbacks to any reasonable fan. That's the Tom Moore. If Manning's not out there, we're blanked, and we don't practice blanked. <laughs> and in this case, with with Richardson, and this is stuff you're just going to have to get used to, a guy that's going to make a lot of mistakes. And again, it seems like everybody has been on board. That's why I asked the question, how much patience you're going to have with it. You guys said all the right things before the Pacer season, and I hung with it early, and then what they did was give you a reason give you a reason to believe they've expedited the process. I've said it all along. Undersell, over-deliver. While at the same time, giving you more than a few moments of fun-loving watching football again, which was not existing a year ago. Now, that should be their focus and their plan, and hopefully they can do that. I mean, if not... If not, maybe your patience wears off a little bit quicker than what what may be sitting there right now, you think. Quick break. We'll come back. Top of the hour. Hashtag Ask Pat is in studio. I've got questions to ask already. Free Yeti. Is Yeti still as uh, big of a deal as it was? Like five, six years ago, Yeti was red hot. People still running out and paying like $350 for a cooler. I do. I still have my Yeti, though. There is nothing better in the summertime. Again, a little larceny, a little bit of ginger ale, a lot of ice. Mix it up in the thermos with a handle Yeti. That's summertime beverage right there, for real. It's from Kirk, by the way, before the break. Saw Don Felder, Foreigner, and Sticks headlining about 10 years ago. Awesome 70s overload, indeed. I'm going to tell you, you guys are going to have a good time tonight with Foreigner and Loverboy. You're probably going to know. I've looked at the set list for both. You'll probably know every song. There may be one or two that you don't know. That's a hell of a time at a concert when you know absolutely everything like that. Now, that's a Ruoff tonight. Quick break. We'll come back. 93.5107. Find the fan. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right. 36 years ago, Appetite for Destruction, one of the greatest rock albums of all time. Uh, JMV at 107.5thefan.com. JMV, what's your favorite song off of Appetite for Destruction? And this would be it right here. Often played on the JMV Takeover on Saturday nights. Mr. Brownstone from GNR is from Appetite. Uh, welcome back to the show. Cubs 4-1 over the Cardinals, top of the sixth inning in Chicago. Game two of a weekend set in Chicago between the two rivals last night. Cardinals got the win this afternoon so far. The Cubs with the three-run upper hand once again at Wrigley in Chicago. Reds Diamondbacks 7-10 later on this evening. First game of a weekend set. The Reds, I don't know if they've righted the ship, so to speak, here. But uh, they did get back on the winning track. I don't think is Globe Life Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That doesn't have a roof, does it? Or a removable roof? Reason why I bring that up is you guys have probably seen the numbers heat-wise in the Southwest. For the Dodgers and the Rangers, is there a roof on that? Yeah, it looks like it's a retractable roof. What? Well, that just ruins my story. <laughs> I was looking at some of the, I don't know why I do this, I look at some of the uh, game time start temperatures and weather predictions, forecast, and for the Dodgers and the Rangers, the game time temp is going to be 101. <laughs> I know, and I know if you've been to a Reds game, it doesn't have to be 101 to feel like 101. Sitting in the sun, having that thing baked down on you. But I was just looking at all the forecasts for game time, and I couldn't remember exactly with that stadium if it had a retractable roof or not. But 101 degrees, the game time temperature. For the Dodgers and the Rangers. That's just some outstanding work right there. 101. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, we do. Pat Sullivan's in studio. We got hashtag Ask Pat coming at you in just a little bit. Hey, JMV, I think you're right about the Colts. And when I look at it, like I feel like that they should have been winning long before this. And it's a bummer to believe that they're not going to win very much this year. But if we see the quarterback coming along and the team getting better and they do supply at least occasionally a little bit of excitement, I think that I, like some other Colts fans, will be able to maintain. And we shall see. Again, just expect significant bumps in the road. Because it will happen. JMV, do you plan on going to see the new feature film Barbie? 
Well, considering I've not been to the theater since September 21st, 1999, for me to break that streak, to break that trend, to go see Barbie. Now, who's uh, who's Barbie in that? What's her name? Uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little story about that. And then Gosling, I think, is Ken, right? Yeah, I won't break it for that. Or even, what's the other one? Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer or whatever that is? Oppenheimer. Yes, that's the new one. That's like a thousand years long, too, right? It's about three hours. Three hours long. You got to be kidding me, Pat Sullivan. Three hours in a movie theater? Barbie currently has a 90% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What's that? Is that good or bad? That's good. It's very good. Oh, really? Is it what? I'm sorry? What is it, rated R? Uh, I think Barbie's PG-13. Oh, was it really? Yeah, Uh, so they have the uh, critics and then the uh, audience. And so they said it was- Margot Robbie. Pat Sullivan. Said it was Let's 90. tell a little story about Margot Robbie for a minute. The Wolf of Wall Street. It was great cinema. Wow. Great cinema right there, Pat. Were you unaware of this? I'm unaware of anything that has to do with anything to do with pop culture. <laughs> Movies, music, totally unaware. Barbie has a 98% on 90. Run. 90%. 90%. What, what does exactly this mean? That means it's uh, people like it. Wow, it's a good I like movie. it. Which I know is shocking because I... Barbie. Barbie. I will not break the streak for Barbie. Terry Stacy told me when I went to the trade show in Atlanta, buy Barbie big for Christmas. Really now? No idea. Big time. You guys going to do a little... Barbie routine? Barbie. Yeah, well, I think yeah. we'll probably have to have some Barbie ornaments. All right, that's Pat Sullivan right there. We got Sullivan Hardware and Garden and hashtag Ask Pat on the other side for all of your weekend summer celebrations, what he can do to help, and then what he can do to help your yard, your property look even better than it does right now. You've got any problems, any issues that need rectified, and you need 100% accurate help. Hashtag Ask Pat. By the way, too, if we read your question or you make it on the air and James picks you, it's free Yeti coming your way from Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat with your questions and more staked out and ready to go with Hour 2 next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. There's a kid in my class that got a boner at PE in high school. He was wearing sweatpants. It's really embarrassing, so this song goes out to him. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Soak it up, everybody. Soak up the weekend. JMV take over tomorrow night, 6 until midnight. So I'm going to let you help me out on this, as far as you know. It is called whatever weekend, right? I'm not going to do, like, entirely whatever, because I don't dive too much, if at all, into the 2000s. But I think we can do, are you guys down with going whatever 90s, 80s, 70s type of stuff? Can that be our whatever? Guys okay with that? That is whatever. Whatever weekend. And 
I was thinking about this going, do I want to do this or not? And it got me thinking, we could do some whatever. And the one thing that I understand, a lot of you love the 90s. You love the 90s request show. So maybe we could implement that and do a whatever, a three-decade celebration of whatever. What do you guys think? I think that just rolls. It's tomorrow night, 6 until midnight. Next door on B105.7. Hour two, hashtag ask Pat. Get those questions in. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden and Studio. So what what is it with uh, these Chittard guys wanting a lot of money? What's happening? I don't know what you're talking about. Better turn on your microphone yeah, over there, professional. Man, sorry about that. I <laughs> uh, don't know what you're talking about, John, really. <laughs> what are you referring to? I don't, you know, offensive lineman, Dallas Cowboys, yeah. former Chittard guy. Yeah. Notre Dame. Well, you know, he's just asking for... Close personal for, friend of no, the... No. No? I, I know his parents. Yeah. Yep. Well, they're close he was, personal friends. Actually, uh, after uh, Zach was drafted, my my daughter, who went to school with him, said, yeah, yeah Zach was passed out on our couch when you were in Florida. Like, great. <laughs> great. Those are the... That's the things that kids need to just, you know, you just keep that. You don't need to tell your parents 20 years later. Yeah. Right. My, I will say this. My mom knows about fifteen percent of what I did. Yeah, that's good. Like my Let's mom all the time. Way. My mom will explain to Blake. Oh, John was so good. He never got in trouble and never did anything. I'm thinking, all right. So where do we begin? I was so good at not getting caught at stuff. I was really good. Now yeah. when I got busted, I got busted. Right. But when I was really good about not getting caught. See, our kids. My mom has no idea. Yeah, our and kids it was at got our house. caught. Our kids would get caught. My son Joe, in particular, he did. He was at a, a party in Carmel. That's tough, right there. And he did exactly what I told him to do. If the cops show up, run, <laughs> right? <laughs> run. And so he's hiding in the weeds. Yeah. All right. He's on the phone with his buddy, a rugby friend from South Africa, who can't understand why there because you know in south africa yeah. there's not ex- and and he goes hey i'm coming down the street he goes i see you i see you and, and joe pops out of the weeds and his buddy was in the second car that was a carmel police department in the first car ah so he spent a night in jail yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah yeah well but i mean like, like Lord, it, larry larry county bad. larry county got me once because uh the dude i was with thought hot taco bell was open at 3 a.m in bedford uh, so taco. I mean, no. I mean, and Larry County followed us all the way to the county line. Oh, is that too. right? It was like Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they followed us all the way. Yeah. But now, see, I was great because we mostly had deals at my house. And I've said this before. Right. I had an in-ground pool uh, way out in the middle of nowhere in the woods where you could do whatever you wanted. And then my mom, because she trusted me so much because I never got in trouble, you never got um, she caught. She went off on summer vacations for like like two weeks, oh, three wow. weeks in the yeah. summertime. Leave me by my, yeah, you know, just check in on him. He'll be okay. The The bill is open over at Layman's General Store. Yeah. He'd go over there and buy, you know, bologna and cheese and bread and Big Red. You didn't even know about International Sk- uh, Skinny Dipping Day at that point, did you? No, well, we didn't. I mean, I was too, we did that on our own, brother. That was two Saturdays yes, ago. Yes, we did that on our own brother but no it um it, we were kind of lucky because we were there yeah and people just came to us and they rarely left, left. like people they were stayed. at my place for like two weeks sure nobody ever knew 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that one of those where you had to get the photos out from Christmas to see where the knickknacks were on the wall? We put them back. We weren't. Yeah. We weren't much of, you know, it's it's funny. We weren't even much of photo takers. I wish there were a lot of moments that I wish I had back and we did. But, you know, now, I mean, if you're somebody like Dave Smiley, for example, you've probably got uh, upwards of 350,000 photos on your phone loaded right now. Um, And, you know, our kids are just like that, just like him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, me. I don't have much recollection other than than memories, vivid memories of it. But yeah, uh, well, memories. nobody has a memory like you. And no question about that. I will say that. All right. So, what do you got going on this weekend? We have a huge event tomorrow night. Huge. Huge. I am calling it Lamelation. It's a poor man's Zubilation. We were going to have just llamas. Yeah. But evidently, uh, we, we got shut down on the llamas. So it's evening in the garden. It's tomorrow. Why can't you have llamas? Mom, as my son Joe says, mom says no llamas. Oh, I'm that's just, that's uh, an internal decision. Yeah. Okay. Mom, mom says no llamas. I got you. I, I thought that may be some kind of zoning situation you were putting up with. <laughs> we do not follow zoning. I didn't think so. We ask for forgiveness. So you do, and then if they get mad about it, is yeah. that bank next to you ever go? Hey, man, can you guys? No, the chill bank out? is really cool. Okay. The bank is really cool. The liquor store has a problem with this. He does. Yeah, which they is do. Kind of weird. Yeah. Well, can, we, can, no, we, can we massage your relationship with the liquor store right uh, here? We're under. They're under new ownership, and so far they've been pretty good. It's Twenty First Amendment. Our new. Uh, do park. they have? Do they have uh, Larceny Bourbon, Heaven Hill Distillery I products so. in there? I'm sure they do. Now, because we'll massage your relationship okay. if you need it right here. The new parking spaces has really helped the relationship. I will say that. Does it like just say liquor store, park here? Yeah, it does. Every actually, they put in a uh, a ballard. You know what a ballard is, of course, a steel pipe with a sign on every space that says liquor store only. You will be towed. A ballard. A ballard. I thought that was a reference to the former mayor. No? Nope, nope. A Ballard is mm. a uh, you know like what a the, steel the current pipe. general manager. A steel pipe. Yep, that's right. So uh, we call. Uh, what is a Ballard? Is it? It's, it's, it's a it's a piece of steel pipe you put in the ground and you pour concrete down inside the Ballard so that and around space it. Doesn't well, I better not even do the Ballard joke here? Should I? Should I even do the Ballard joke? We're less than a week away from report day. Should I do the Ballard? Jo- do it. It is going to be. I, I am leaving. I'm leaving this up to Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live right now. Uh, you guys, it is up to you guys to come up with the uh, the Ballard joke for the Ballard that Pat Sullivan is talking about right here. So it's their job to come up with the Ballard joke Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. Peaches, Sean, gritty, fundamental, have at it. Go. He stood on the sidelines like a 20-year-old Ballard that had been hit by a truck. <laughs> it's awesome right there. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. Upland, Harder Brunch. Listen to some of the things these restaurants are making. Uh, baked French toast with bacon jam and smoked blackberry syrup. Uh, pig and fig sliders. Uh, Gordito's steak tacos. Bluebeard. Did you do any research on Bluebeard? Uh, not an ounce. You're t- totally the most uncool person in this city. Ham and melon with whip burrata. Have you had any good burrata lately? No idea what that is. Dude, you're going to love it. You got to come. Is it like cheese? Hell, I don't know. Grilled peach flatbread uh, and garlic and uh, marinated shrimp. How about BLT couscous? You know what couscous is? Not really. I've heard the name, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Booyah sauce. It sounds like this uh, is all right up my alley right here. Barbecue bacon mac and cheese. How about that? Ooh, that'd work. Barbecue bacon mac and cheese. 
Huh. Half liter will be there. It's hey, Chad tomorrow. says it was a bollard, not a ballard. B-O-L-L-A-R-D? I don't know. Is it a bollard? Everybody says ballard. <laughs> bollard. I think you just did that to try to get me to make a joke. Well done. SullivanHardware.com. <laughs> Buy tickets tomorrow. Oh, and uh, my yellow rickshaw will be playing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful night. Yeah. The weather looks absolutely And you fabulous. gave a speech the other day, right? I did give a speech. All right. Well, four score and seven years ago, yeah, our right. grill, Sully's Grill. Bar- yeah. What? Forward, it was just about um, meats. It was, it was about modern retailing. How about that? Yeah. You got to have a little bit of everything in modern yeah. retailing. Yeah. Don't, don't you? stand around and go, I'm local. And uh, people should shop here. Screw that. Do something to make people want to come shop at your place. When did you come to that realization? Uh, in the 90s. Huh. In the 90s. I felt it. Lowe's had moved into town. It was a little hard to compete in certain categories. And I thought, well, what can I be the best at? So I picked five things to be the best at. It's well done right there. Yeah. Did you write your speech? No. No? I just kind of, I live my speech. Is, that, is it really bollard? It is. Yeah. Kip, Kip too just actually said it's B O L L A R D, which begs the question. Kip said that. Who who's who looks worse out of this? The the person that got it wrong at the outset, or the person that's so dumb he didn't know what it was. I don't know. Well done. But you know, in I Indiana, me, yeah. Indiana, we say ballards. I, Get us some ballards. No idea. Never what heard it was. one construction guy go bollard. Never, not one. That's a big weekend you guys are working, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat. We'll get your questions ready to go in just a second in a big smoke Saturday. Off. Smoke off next Thursday. That's what I've heard. Next Thursday is the smoke off. Right. Is we that a mixture of 27? Over there. Is that the 27th? I think so. So what we're going to do, uh, we're going to invite your listeners to our 71st and Keystone store, and they will be the judge. Rather than getting you know a group of you know snot-nosed judges that might hold a grudge against you, uh, well, there were some snotty noses last time. I yeah, think. Yeah. I think we had some. We had some kind of bent feelings out of that. We did. We can't have bent no. feelings. So we will have your audience show up. Yes. And it'll be a blind. It'll. They'll just be numbered, so they won't know if it's Mike Wells. They won't know if it's JMV. I have not contacted Tony Katz to see if he would like to be part of this. Can he bring Do you his want book? Him? Do you want him oh, to be yeah, part of this? Oh yeah, bring Tony Katz out there. Yeah, Tony yeah. will be signing his book. Bring his book and wear his trench coat and his scarf and everything. Yes. Yeah. So I would suggest that we do winner four grand for their charity. Oh, that's awesome. Second, I love it. Second place, two grand. And if uh, Tony joins us, because he would probably be in third place, right? No, hey, the third to, place winner would be 1K. Thousand bucks for the third place. Want me to text place. him? Yeah, could you? Yeah, I'll text him and ask him. All right. So. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. So, Tony, maybe Tony, we'll get to see if Tony Katz wants to come out. But yes, this is open to the public. The yeah. general public can make this. The general public. I you will be that. the judge. The smoke off. That is next Thursday. The smoke off. That's right. Next Thursday. 20, is that the 27th? Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Somebody? That's a hell of a time. I already got right Bollard there. wrong. I don't want to screw this up. 27th. Yeah. All right. That's it. 27th. Next Thursday. Ballard. I smoke off. They were Ballards. All right. Son of a gun. Hashtag Ask Pat. Let's get the uh, questions rolling right yeah. here. Um, let's see. That's not it. That's not it. No. I had one right here to start. Ah, here it is. Jake Johnson writes this. What's the best way to clean your flat top grill? Hashtag Ask Pat. Uh, you know what? I would get one of the uh, uh, Traeger makes a great spray. 
to uh, clean a flat top. I would suggest just oil, not mess oil. with it. Don't worry about it. Well, I think most people just get a little, a little flavor saver going right and, there. Sc- and scrape them clean. Yeah. It's like a 70s dude's mustache. Yeah. A little flavor saver. Yeah, we had one that kind of got away from us, and they were uh, they were cleaning it. They started with uh, Simple Green, which is uh, okay around food, and then went from there and oil. And uh, it took them all day to kind of get it back. Did so, it really? Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's how you clean that bad boy, or you just take my advice and don't. Don't. Hashtag Ask Pat. I have some bare spots that are full sun all the time. Now, I can't get grass to consistently grow outside of the springtime. I mow at five inches all year. Any other suggestions? Great name, by the way. Again, that's Pat. Hashtag Ask Pat. Oh, very nice. Winner. Uh, you know what? I would suggest that uh, if he would use turf-type tall fescue, he would see drought where uh, drought there, it's so much more drought tolerant. So for somebody that is not uh, watering their lawn consistently during the summer, if you would use turf-type tall fescue, it is, I'm telling you, it will not, when everything else browns out in the summer, turf-type tall fescue will still be green. Still be green. Still be green. Great pitch right there. 239-1070 with hashtag Ask Pat. Let's get Chris on the air with Pat Sullivan, Chris of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hello. Hey, Pat, I got a question. I'm looking to find a bump cap for a Black & Decker trimmer. I've been to your store. I've been to Headman's, and I can't find this thing anywhere. Walmart's got them, but it's going to be a month for them to deliver it. Mm. it. Ah, boy, I tell you what, I have no idea. I, you know what? Have you tried uh, actually calling the 800 number to uh, Black & Decker and see if they'll ship you one? No, that's a good idea. I'll do that. You know what? Usually, those guys will ship them actually pretty quick and a lot of times at no charge. Because right now, I'm using duct tape to hold it down, and it lasts about five minutes, and i got to reapply it. Have you ever considered throwing it away and buying a new, like, Ego or something like that? It's been on my mind, yeah. Yeah, I would just trash that thing. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Hashtag Ask Pat. Is that Ballard. the direction we're going now? What's that? We're going in the direction of uh, battery-powered Yes. Everything's trimmers. going to everything. And, uh, somebody said, like, in 10 years, most homeowners, it'll all be uh, battery. It, it's, it truly is amazing. And think about it. I mean, you know, we have electric cars. And you can now get, like, we have Ego mowers, uh, lawnmowers that will actually- What do you plan cut- on driving an electric car? An electric car? Yeah. Um, You're going to be the last dude standing. You're not going to yeah, drive you know an electric car. Yeah, you know what? I'm just car. not a car guy. I mean, I, matter of fact, I had a hard time finding my truck in my own parking lot today. Mm-hmm. I had to look in. Uh, now, see, you have a nice cover on yours, right? Because you don't really need a pickup. Do you still have the pickup? Yes. Well, 319,000 so, miles. Right. So, I, the way I figure out where my truck is, I look in the bed. Because I know what trash looks like mine and what ah. stuff. So... I had a little little struggle. You like, throw, you like throw cans back there when you're done yeah, with that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, stuff from the greenhouse, uh, basket hooks, uh, old bags, uh, stuff from when I do Channel 13 things off-site. So I can always identify what's, which truck is mine. Other than that, it's it's hard. There's a lot of black pickup trucks. I'm always like looking in the bed. Yep, that one looks like me. How often do you do Channel 13? Every week. You have to think about a new topic every week? Is yes. that on you? Yep. 52 topics a year. And I've been doing that for about 12 years So now. who comes out and shoots that? Uh, Russ. And Russ then, Gover. Does Russ put it together for you? Uh, Russ edits it, but right. I we do- Because uh, it's just you. You do the narration of it, right? Yes. We do that. We call that a- We do that in a one-take Jake. 
we don't have time to uh, to do that yeah. a second time. So if I step on a rake and it hits me in the head, we just go just with go it. Just go with it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, hashtag ask Pat. We shoot that off the sticks, as we say, John. <sighs> off the sticks. Television guy right there. Yeah. I have moles, and I've been using mole repellent that is a solar post that vibrates since oh, April. About God. four of them. But I still feel that they're around. What else can I do besides using poison? What the hell is wrong? with yes, poison. Pets. I mean, why? What is the big deal? Put some talpred worms down in there. Get that guillotine thing out there. And just yeah. <laughs> yeah, use a trap. If you don't want to use the, the worms. It's like a guillotine. The, the number one is way. It, you get impaled that son of a gun. To get, to get rid of moles <laughs> is talpred worms, like uh, Tomcat talpred worms. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the, the research, they say they are not, they are safe to use, but you have to choose on your own so the other john brings up good if you don't want to use any kind of uh uh poison like that then you use a trap and with the trap and if you have do have pets just get a piece of chicken wire and put that around the trap uh and uh put the guillotine to them all right josh writes this hashtag ask pet i have some r before what the hell is that a r b o r v i t a e the hell is that i don't know that we have planted a couple of years ago, and they're doing okay. Wait a okay. minute. Uh, Arborvitae? I a? guess. Is it A? Hell, I don't know what it is. I thought you said R. You're saying A? Arborvitae? Is that what that's, uh, how that's pronounced? Yeah, Arborvitae. Does right. it start with an A? Yes. That's what I said. A-R-B-O. Ballard. Ballard. Anyway, Arborvitae is yeah. apparently how you pronounce this. Yes. Um, blah, 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 blah. But I want these things to be massive, long and strong. What's wrong with the arbs? What are they doing? Um, they said they're doing okay, but he needs wants them to be bigger. All right, get a little fertilizer on them. I would use a uh, a product called Espoma uh, Evergreen Food, mm-hmm. and uh, that's number one. They're also shallow rooted, so they take a lot more water than your average nursery stock in your. Uh, so if if they're new, man, get the water on them. Got a badass question here from Brady Collier. You ready? Yep. Hashtag Ask Pat. What's the best way to get authentic grill marks on my steaks while using a Traeger without overcooking the hell out of my meat? Wow. So authentic on your Traeger. So it's it's a little harder to see her on a on a Traeger depending on the model because you can, you know they they won't get up. Here's what I would do is have your Traeger yeah. and then have an, your other grill that you, either an egg a big green egg or a Weber, have that up to about 700 degrees and do a uh, reverse sear so you would sear that at the end. Now, hmm. I will say some of the some of the Traegers will get up and then they are able to sear, but some of the older ones and the uh, the lower in the line probably don't. You uh, don't you don't put some kind of you know steel the heavy weight on top of a deer or anything like that. No, you just put your slam your yeah because you don't want to like like with hamburgers. I mean, I know it's important to get grill marks on hamburgers too, but you want to squeeze the juice out of there. That's you? right. I mean, so or the you, grease. Yeah, and a lot of times people will take them and then you turn turn them ninety degrees, hit them again, and get that cross hatch. And by the way, I was at the state fair as they were assembling that today. And assembling re- the state fair? Red, yes, oh. indeed. Red Fraser Bison will be there. Oh, apparently. really? I saw it That's out there. That's a guy, man. Red Fraser Bison. So you get sh- it again. Bison, bison is the best meat. I can't believe you don't have that endorsement yet. The best meat. Hey, yeah, exactly. That and between that and Kroger, here's what's stupid. Kroger should be all over this show. They Kro- get so much free love here. Kroger's. I should give Kroger's. them at times so much crap, and I don't. Yeah, it's Kroger's.
Do you have so, a good Kroger nothing. down your way? I got a great one. I got the best one. Huge yeah. parking lot, big wide aisles, great place if I yeah. have to run in there and make a deposit. Right? Good I mean, bathrooms. I, yeah, I mean, like. it's, it's not a great bathroom. It's doable. Okay. Right. It's not like yours. Yeah. Not like Von Mar. But they're not. But they, they're they're not, not private. They're it's not, not private. like I'm going into the bar bathroom and train they're spotting. They're stall. It's a yeah. stall. So when you're doing yeah. your business, it's probably quiet if in I, there. If I need to lock. Yeah. If I need to lock. That's if why I, you if need I, to. If there may if there may be some noise happening. I know. Here, you download my okay. app. Thunderdump.com. <laughs> Thunderdump.com. Hashtag Ask Pat at 239-1070. Bill is on the air with Pat Sullivan. Hello, Bill. Hi. How you doing? Doing good, Bill. I uh, got a quick question. I got uh, a couple, uh, uh, I don't know, I think you call them ornamental trees, uh, sprayberry and crab apples. Okay. And I get a bunch of those, um, oh, what do you call it, sucker plants that grow up around the yeah. uh, trunk of the Free. Right. What's the best way to get rid of that, or at least cut it down, so I'm not, well, you know, having you, to deal with it? Here's the 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 common thing is that everybody wants to cut them down, and the problem is when you cut them down, they thicken because uh, cutting stimulates growth, and so you get more of them. So then you have this thicket of those suckers. So the best thing to do is to hit them with a little bit of uh, glyphosate. Uh, Roundup. You can get an organic one. So when when it, that little sucker comes up, just spray it, and you will not hurt the tree doing that. Got it, Bill. Okay. All right, but if Sounds again, good. if if okay. you cut them, if you trim them, you're, it's going to be it'll be a nightmare. They'll just be so thick. Okay. Now that now that they're kind of thick, though, would spraying Roundup on it hurt the tree if it's no. a lot of them? Nope. No. Okay. You'll just you're just going to have that really rough patch there until they start to kind of you know, until they start to kind of uh, compost themselves a little bit. I understand. Okay. Well, Bill, thank you very much. have a great weekend. That's Bill at Hashtag Ask Pat. Greg asked this question. Hashtag Ask Pat, I keep getting mildew on my bathroom ceiling. It's a popcorn ceiling, so it's difficult to scrub. What's the best way to get it off for good? Hold on. I've got something to answer here. I don't have a popcorn ceiling, but I had some mildew on mine. Yeah. You want to know what I did? Um... I got the paintbrush out and painted right over the son of a gun. Did you? I just right right over the top of it. So, first of all. Without a care in the world, painted it. And it didn't bleed back through? Did you use a special mildew paint? But see, and I take these historically long showers at about 135 degrees so I can get incredibly, I can get very, and I I want, I wanted like a double-headed shower situation here. Oh, yeah. Because I really, I enjoy my time in the shower. I love washing myself. Yes. And I want the temperature around the buck thirty-five or so. I take a nice long hot shower. You don't. Not, the temp, that's not true. One thirty-five oh, yeah. scalding is oh, like one twenty. Scalding, come on. One thirty-five, no you would be in the hospital. Here. That's, that's called the. Dude. I understand it's you a want a hot shower, man, but don't used. tell people one thirty-five. We're gonna. There'll be a line at the burn unit. Nobody's got. I'm gonna turn it up to one thirty-five on the. Well, you just said that. I think they know I'm exaggerating. Okay. Fine. <laughs> But no, I painted mildew. All right, I, I saw a spot, and I go, you know what? I'm just painting right over that son of a. All man. right, two things. Okay, so you can uh, you can clean it off with uh, uh, there's there's plenty of mildew removers, uh, bleach and water. Yep. Then you take a stain killing primer, hit that, and then just like you said, you paint over that. However, getting a good uh, fan and letting the fan run for 15 minutes after you turn the shower off is the most important thing. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because what we all tend to do is we have a steamy room, and then when we exit the bathroom, we shut both the fan and the light off. That fan needs, and you could put a timer on it, and just it needs to run for 15, 20 minutes after you shut the water after you shut the water off. Was my painting over it a good idea, though? Not a bad idea. I'm surprised it didn't bleed back through if you didn't yeah. use a stain-killing primer. I don't even know what I used. I just went out and grabbed some paint. And, and I will tell you, I have a regular shower head, a rain shower head, and four body jets in my shower. It's six foot by six foot. I see. I want both. I want one. And I've asked. I've asked Lance of LD Smith Plumbing about this. I said I want one on the back and one on the front. Yeah, you want body jets. I want <laughs> body jets. Body jets. Yeah. So I get it now. Get loose. Make Your sure shower. I get stretched. You deserve a shower so big you're going to need ballards in there. It's exactly. Yeah. Too. And see, I got a curtain. I, I wouldn't mind. I want to redo my bathroom to where I get some kind of glass cube going here. Yeah. I want a place to sit in case I get tired. You need to replace it. Like, go. do you have a walk-in uh, closet? Well, I would if I cleaned it out. You should just take that and make that part of the shower. That's a good point right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, seriously, though. That's all I want. What do you think? The... Uh, both sides action here you want to rain heads? you want to rain head over the top of your head a shower in front of you and then body jets what i, what I could do is just run a pipe right along the side right the side. no i mean junior no. you're not going to do that get <laughs> call lance and get it done right that's exactly what i told him he said the same thing <laughs> ld smith he goes yeah you don't want to do that so yep. all right tell everybody about what you're doing tomorrow uh tomorrow uh sullivanhardware.com for uh tickets to evening in the garden we have great uh blue from bluebeard to uh half blue liter beard. bluebeards and fountain Maggie square sully's gorditos uh harder brunch uh upland will be there it's gonna be a, a ton of fun my yellow rickshaw and then tomorrow is we bluebeard will... snooty no no they're cool Bluebeard Restaurant. Yeah, man, I can't believe. All right, tomorrow. I've never had it. They, they. You know what they brought for me this past? Thank you, Romy and Sarah. Uh, P.F. Changs. Oh, is that right? Nice. Yeah, it was something that uh, I liked. P.F. Yeah, Changs. it was. It was just I, I couldn't really eat it during the show because there was no way around a lengthy break. And you know, I played the '90s. I took 180 calls. There was not enough time to eat P.F. Changs during that show. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Not enough time. That's I'll, I'll be on uh I'll be on WIBC tomorrow morning at nine. Nine until one. Nine I'm gonna call one. at some point too and have a little fun with you guys. That would be great. Bluebeardindy.com. Six fifty three Virginia Avenue. That is and right. Pat Sullivan swears by Bluebeard. They're cool and good. Oh, it's in Fletcher Place. It's next to Holy Rosary. Yeah. That neighborhood over there. Yeah. That's a good spot right there. Shout it out is. to the dugout. My friend Nick over there. Oh, yeah. Great I've place. Been there, yeah. All right, Pat. I'll call in the morning. Thanks, man. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. We will find a winner for you coming up in just a bit, too. And again, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. Pat and Denny and Terry and the gang. It is the Home and Garden Show. Downstairs, 93 WIBC. Derek Schultz still to come. Some Mian and Ewan at 239-1070 as well. little little thing we talked about regarding the Colts and some NFL on the other side. Hang tight and probably some anything goes in the 6 o'clock hour, too. It's 93.5107 by the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Ah! 
fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag Ask Pat. Festivities tomorrow night at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. 71st and Keystone. And uh, again, tomorrow morning, I love being on with Pat and Denny and Terry. The Home and Garden Show begins at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning on 93 WIBC. The Panthers, according to Ian Rappaport, and the number one overall selection, Bryce Young, the quarterback, agreed to terms on his four-year fully guaranteed deal. 37.96, nearly 24, actually in this case, 24 and a half plus in a signing bonus that he gets up front. Rappaport says that will be signed soon. And in response, our good friend Mike Chappell, who was on the show yesterday, that podcast 107.5thefan.com, expect the Colts to be locking up the fourth pick overall, Anthony Richardson, soon in line to go 33.99 mil with a $21.7 million signing bonus. That's not done yet, but Mike says expect it. And, of course, they do have draft selections that remain unsigned as of right now. But that's where we are with that, with Bryce Young evidently signing and getting everything going at the top of that draft. I also mentioned a little bit earlier, too, if he planned on beginning next week going out to Grand Park to watch the Colts practice, the most popular Colts training camp that we have ever seen around here, without question, is exactly what this will be. As of right now, You had three more today practices that are now at capacity, if you will, sold out. But they're free, so we'll call it uh, capacity. Four out of 13 are now off the board. That's July the 28th, July the 29th, and the back-to-back joint practices with the Bears, August the 16th and the 17th, which I believe both of those is where I'm going to be. So those four, four of the 13 are now off the board for Colts camp up at Grand Park in in Westfield. And everything gets underway officially next week. Larry writes this, I almost spit out my beer when you said you wanted a shower with a place to sit. (laughs) I do. I want a a shower with a place to sit. I want a shower where I can also, because I like to stretch my hamstrings in there. No, you guys can't have video of it. I like to stretch my hamstrings out in there, get loose. If I got a little morning run going and not jogging or anything silly like that, but a little hoop, little morning hoop, get nice and loose in there. So, yeah, it's what I'm looking for. Uh, Jeremiah writes this. We have exactly what you want in our new home. We're model right now. That's it right there. And plus, you got a window where you can look out the window outside. That's pretty sweet. I'd be all about that. JMV, is the shower as special to you as it was in that episode of Seinfeld for Kramer? Yeah, I would not cook in it, but yes, it is. And no doubt about that. And it will probably always be that way. JMV, why do you say that this particular training camp for the Colts is more popular than even when Peyton Manning was coming in as a rookie or Andrew Luck as a rookie? 
the expectations are so much higher then. You know, what makes this different? Well, what makes this different, as I previously explained, is the uncertainty, the mystery, the unknown, and wanting to get a look-see yourself. You know, by the time that Manning got here, by the time that Luck got here, you had seen collegiately across the board what they had done. You knew what you were getting. And let's just face it, you were fairly certain that things were going to work out. And even more so with Luck, than even Manning in year number one. I mean, everybody seemed to me, even at that time, after Manning, more sold on luck being good to go than they were at the beginning of the Manning era. But make no mistake, both of these starts, it was met with Colts fans with excitement, but there was not the mystery, the unknown, because you just haven't seen enough in terms of Anthony Richardson. I mean, that is really the calling card right here. And then you start, in your opinion, you know, day by day when you go out here and you watch, you're gathering your own facts and answering the question, was that the right move to make at number four? Is that going to be the future? And of the questions that have been asked regarding Anthony Richardson so far, you know, with the talent level, how high is the ceiling? Or because you haven't seen enough, is he going to be a bust because you've heard both sides from everybody nationally. So now you kind of want to put together this puzzle on your own. It is, to me, drastically different than it ever has been up there. And certainly in the case of both Luck and, and Manning. Because, again, you were pretty certain on both that things were going to work out exactly the way that the Colts thought they were going to work out when they were drafted. And it's just kind of, you want to see this. And there's also that allure of, you know, the athleticism, you know, the oh, wow type of moments. And believe me, you, like those that cover the team, you're going to be keeping track every single snap. But nope, really, make no mistake about it, it is drastically different than it has been before in terms of excitement. Yeah, not even close. Uh, we got another break coming up for you, too. And on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about this. al Kadeen Muhammad brought back. He is a run stopper, and I love the fact when it was referenced as a good run stopper, the first thing people suggest is, oh, great, in a passing league. <laughs> that does make me laugh. Uh, certainly around here, he has in the past been a known commodity, if for nothing else. That move was made a little bit earlier today. Yeah, Bryce Young signed. So how quickly were a deal get done for Anthony Richardson and uh, – how quickly for the rest of those that remain from the draft will they get done? More on that. Derek Schultz coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Got a little Anything Goes coming up after 6 tonight as well. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
The Ride with JMV. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Thank you so much for joining us. Pat Sullivan, hashtag Ask Pat a little bit earlier. Yeti prize package on the line for that. Derek Schultz, who oftentimes will sit in for me when I'm out, does Query and Schultz, I think, for ISC Network that uh, Greg Rakestra is a part of. Uh, Derek's going to hop in here coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. One afternoon baseball game, game two weekend set. The two rivals in the National League Central, the Cardinals and the Cubs, as the Cubs hanging on. Uh, Cody Bellinger goes yard. Four, let's see, three of four for Bellinger. One was a home run. I think number 13 on the season. And the Cubs, 4-3, bottom of the eighth inning. They're playing into at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Uh, nine hits for the Cubs, seven for the Cardinals. Last night it was really all Cardinals. And the Cubs trying to get a little bit of payback on this afternoon. Reds and Diamondbacks tonight. That's a weekend set. The second place in the Central Reds, the second place in the National League West Diamondbacks, 7-10 tonight. Reds and Diamondbacks, the Reds winners of two consecutive. Uh, Coming back the past couple against the Giants. Uh, White Sox and Twins also on tonight's schedule from Minneapolis and Target Field. Later on this evening, Nick writes this, Hey, JMV, I understand the shower seat, but what's up with the Phoebe Cates poster and the shower? Eh. Know what that's all about right there. No question about it. JMV, you mentioned that coming up tomorrow night is going to be a whatever. What does whatever mean? I guess you could define it as whatever. We'll keep whatever, 90s, 80s, 70s. I don't want to go too much further ahead nor too much further behind that, but well, three-decade whatever experience should be a hell of a way to pass the time with the soundtrack of your party lifestyle every Saturday night, 6 until midnight on B105.7. That's a JMV takeover, I'm assuming, right? I think whatever sounds like a fairly firm idea right there. Panther side, number one overall selection, Bryce Young. And quarterback moving forward, 37.96, four years fully guaranteed. That's uh, 24.6 in the signing bonus that he gets up front. A lot of cash to play quarterback. That's a lot of cash to give up to be absolutely right. Forthcoming should be at some point relatively soon a deal regarding Anthony Richardson. And then we're all going to start analyzing what was the smart move, the smart play here. And we shall see. Camp should be a good time for you. So hopefully you guys are all ready to go and head out for that. Again, four of the 13 already at capacity. And certainly 17th and 18th of August, uh, those matchups with the Bears already at capacity. So four of the 13, if you're thinking about getting yourself and the kids and the kids' friends out there, uh, you may really want to now actively be thinking about nailing down a time or two for yourselves out there. 
Seriously. All right. Five o'clock hour. We got time for some calls here. We got anything goes after six, but some calls on the other side of 239-1070 inside the lounge via YouTube Live. And Derek Schultz still to come. We'll talk about a variety of things with Derek, including Colts entering camp, a little NBA conversation, some MLB, some stuff. Maybe we wouldn't deeply get into if it wasn't obviously a little bit of the calm before the storm regarding the Colts and training camp next week. But Derek Schultz. Schultz, bottom of the hour, me and you at 239-1070. We shall do that. Vault you into the weekend here at that number and with your questions coming up next. 93-5-107-5, the fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Ride with JMV. Don't read your email, because I'm really butthurt when you read your email. Ah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Women's World Cup. Their defense begins coming up later on tonight. I mentioned I was watching the other night. I was on FS1, and I go, man, this is fun. This is the Netherlands and USA, and it was like from 2019 or something. took me 30 minutes to realize that. Vietnam and the USA coming up from Australia, I believe at 9 o'clock is that time, a little bit later on tonight. Uh, Bryce Young has signed... Colts camp is coming up next week. Al-Kadeen Muhammad brought back. Those are things we have discussed. Four of the 13 at capacity. We're talking about Colts get-togethers and practices open for the public with those free tickets. That's why I hesitate to say sold out because nothing was sold. But four of the 13, including the back-to-back Chicago Bears get-togethers, are at capacity, so you may want to go ahead and hustle this thing up if you do plan on going out there, because as I've remarked, it's going to be packed. This is going to be a popular free ticket. JMV, I got a question a little bit off the beaten path as far as sports is concerned. You've brought this up before. The first time you ever heard somebody promote on a station, a segment called Mandatory Metallica. Where was that again? The first time I ever heard Mandatory Metallica was, I want to say, in the late 80s, and it was in Terre Haute, Indiana, on 107.5 WZZQ. Now, it may have happened someplace else. Maybe somebody else had it. But the first place I ever heard mandatory Metallica was in the late 80s in Terre Haute, Indiana. James, you want to chime in on that, Metalhead? I, I think it was, what was it, X103 or whatever the old rock station was I, around here? I, I think that this was, the one I heard was before X103 was X103 here. Mm. It's when it was the Fox. I, I think X103 had mandatory Metallica, but I'm not 100% certain on that. But I remember it as being, and thank you for asking that question, and thank you, James, for chiming in, but I remember that being in Terre Haute at 106. 75 WZZQ, and that came in the late 80s. So, and X, the X103 
Um, if you remember that around here, I think that that finally evolved into uh, X, the good X-103 um, around 1991. So my thought is that that was uh, mandatory Metallica and Terre Haute. And Brett says mandatory Metallica also was in Fort Wayne at 98.9 The Bear. I just, I'm trying to remember the times in which I first heard it. And I'm assuming in larger markets, I mean, hell, LA, New York probably had it way before, like they do everything else before we did. I just remember, and I pay attention. I rem- and I have a hell of a memory, as you well know. Now, the first time I ever heard it was in the late 80s in Terre Haute. I wasn't in Terre Haute, but I was in. Uh, in GC. But that is my thought. I'm actually not asking. Somebody else was asking that question. I was just answering that question. But I think it was uh, brought up from a conversation that was being had last night on my, my Twitter account. And I always want to make sure that if you ask a question, that I accurately as possible answer it. <laughs> And there it was, late 80s, WZZQ, that's 107.5, the Valley Rocker. This is when I first heard that. Derek Schultz going to join us coming up a little bit close to the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little bit about uh, local stuff going on around here, including the beginning of Colts camp. I asked this a little bit earlier leading into the show uh, because it's much into the form as what we had talked about going into last year with the Pacers with what is a reboot And the rebuild of the Pacers, everybody sold me on, we're going to be fine with it. We're going to be patient. We're not going to leave. We're going to be there. But your patience, from a Pacers standpoint, not tested last year. Because by the time December rolled around, it seemed like the most Pacer fans around here were deeply invested in what they were doing, being entertained, and watching their team win. And I had mentioned being on with Tony Katz a little bit earlier today, and he asked me something similar. You know, the, the Colts have talked stuff in the past. What should be believed now? And I said the belief now is you get your rookie quarterback in there as quickly as possible. Get that rookie quarterback as acclimated as possible and punch that clock and let her go. And then... When you talk to me or anybody else, you undersell and you overdeliver. No more of this, you know, geez, gaudy expectations and these promises that are made that you take a swing and an absolute whiff on a cut every single time. That has been the Colts' history in recent memory. Oh, this is what this quarterback's going to do. Yeah, all chips in, multi-Lombardis. I mean, just anything that has been said. Enough of that. Again, take your cue from the Pacers a year ago. Undersell it and then over-deliver it. And then, you know, between mistakes with a rookie quarterback, hopefully you get this jolt of, this juice of excitement here or there. You can play off of that. You can play off of that. Yeah, there may be in the process, too, again, considering the schedule. You know, maybe you do catch a little bit of fire. 
you know, maybe in some of these games, the good fortune does go your way because let's face it, it has been a hell of a long time since you guys have had good fortune with the Colts around here. Undersell the hell out of it. And really, so far, I think they have, you know, considering you say, well, we really don't know. And this is going back to, you know, after the draft, we really don't know in in OTAs, you know, we're not going to force Anthony Richardson in there. If he's not ready, we can go with Gardner Minshew. No. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, there is zero reason to see Gardner Minshew during the season. And, And really, both of those reasons are not good. Ineffectiveness or injury, both are not good. Those are the only reasons that you would plan on seeing Gardner Minshew, and those are both bad. So my advice to you is, you know, in the preseason, you know, working out in in reps and all that, in, in interviewing Gardner Minshew, who is a fantastic conversation, great. You don't want to see him during real live football. You want to make it or break it with the guy that is going to be your long-term future. And there's going to be more break than make. Then again, you set it low and you pay it off higher. And hopefully you get some interest here or there, get some maybe eye poppers, get some oh wow moments where you can take away some entertainment value. I'm not at all trying to sell you an inferior product. I'm just telling you how it's going to go and how it should go. I know a lot of you have on your mind, well, this is what happened with Andrew Luck. Remember, kind of lightning in the bottle, and you take off in year number one. Andrew Luck, again, was so far ahead of what you're going to see right here. Yeah, don't buy that. Don't buy that at all. Just make sure that you understand that the quarterback out there making uh, making mistakes is better than the quarterback not being out there at all. And the only way you don't, the only way, two ways that you see Gardner Minshew and both are bad. Yeah, you're not hoping for Gardner Minshew. That's not what you want. Oh, look, thank you so much for the solid advice you gave Mr. Buzzard in regards to my Reds. This is the wife, the lovely wife of John Buzzard right here. Let me continue reading. I know we'll easily beat the two-and-a-half game setback, and my marriage is safe. By the way, it is spelled Bollard. Well, that was Pat Sullivan. I had no idea what it was in the first place, which I, that probably makes me pretty ridiculously dumb, but it's not like that's something you guys were not aware of. But now, seriously, I um, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to help families. I'm here to help fans. I'm here to help uh, marriages, husbands, wives. Get over them those significant humps. And if you guys missed it yesterday, the question was: I'm a I'm a Cubs fan. Um, you know, how do I you know maintain a solid, strong, healthy relationship with my wife uh, when she's a Reds fan? Because naturally, as a Cubs fan, you want to root against the Reds. 
I know this. I, it's like I have a similar issue with Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart's a good friend, but I can't stand the Cubs. I love it when they lose. Unfortunately, today, I love it more when the crappier team they're playing and the Cardinals lose. So, but balance that out, and believe me, it's not like this whole Reds thing is going to be something that happens all the time. So, these these moments will be few and far between. But, uh, again, the saying goes, happy wife, happy life, that's it. Sean says, I don't agree with that. He's only played 13 games. If he's not ready, he's not ready, period. You don't want you don't want that conversation. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want to have to wait. So when, Sean, would you expect him to all of a sudden be better in taking backup quarterback reps in practice behind Gardner Minshew? Think about this logically for a moment. Now, hold on. It's not like what you're saying is completely out of line. I'm not suggesting that whatsoever. But when would you think he's going to be all of a sudden ready? After week two? After week three? I'm telling you, you set a horrific precedent if he is not deemed ready in week one. And don't just take that from my clown ass. That's exactly what Jim Mercer said to Pat McAfee last week. That is the expectation. And mind you, that should be the expectation. You waited long enough. You don't, well, he's not ready yet. And then you start asking the question, when is he going to be ready? So you're going to be much more ready taking backup minutes at quarterback or backup snaps in practice at quarterback. You're going to be ready, more ready in October. I mean, come on. Get him out there and get him going. That is the only answer. That is the only answer, period. It's from Joel JMV. So recently I rewatched Angels in the Outfield. Uh, Categorize this, Joel, by the way, as yet another film I have never seen. Angels in the Outfield. I have, however, seen, I think it's the uh, Gary Coleman Padres classic, The Kid from Left Field. I've seen that. Uh, Angels in the outfield. How ridiculous is that plot? Deadbeat Dad says he'll be the orphan's father if the Angels win the pennant. That sounds like something my dad would have said. Hey, I'll take him to Toby's Donuts so we can play Donkey Kong if he does this. So, yeah. I think I've heard that storyline before. It's pretty funny. I've never seen that film, however. Never seen Angels in the Outfield. I had no idea that was the particular plot. Um, JMV, I also remember X-103 having mandatory Metallica in the 2000s. What I remember is the first time I ever heard it. I think that was the question that was asked of me last night. And the first time I heard it was the late 80s on WZZQ in Terre Haute. I don't know if that means that they started it all, the mandatory Metallica every single night. But that's the first time I heard it. And if you look at the timeline of Metallica, if you look at the timeline of radio stations, that would have been significantly early. And I don't know, in fact, if anybody, because I know Q95 was it, was anybody playing Metallica here in the late 80s? That, that was the question that was asked. All right, Rick's up first here at the 5 o'clock hour, 239-1070. Hello, Rick. How are you? 
Hello, JMV. How are you? Rick, I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, maybe I have a different thought process on this. When is he going to be ready? Uh, mm-hmm. concept. So I'll be interested in your take. Um, for me, it's not about reps so much as it is when does he have a working grasp of enough of the playbook that he's in a position to succeed. And if that's not week one, then it's not week one. That doesn't mean he's not going to get ready, but you don't want to throw him out there in a place where he doesn't have the tools. I'm not saying he's not smart enough. I'm saying maybe he just hasn't had enough experience to process all that yet. It's going to take some time. Man, I almost so, I almost hope, like, give me the situation you're giving me right now. I would almost hope that he's just not ready because of his lack of experience than not being ready because of that. Well, doesn't that tie to being able to manage the playbook and learn a different language and learn a different set of communication skills? Yeah, I, listen, you just, you, to me, I'm not as worried about that uh, like I'd be more. I'd be, when when they have described this in the past of him just not being ready because of a lack of experience, I would rather hear that than well he's not has a, he doesn't have a grasp of the playbook because the playbook okay. is, yeah the playbook is going to be angled completely for him. You know what you saw with Jalen Hurts last year and what Shane Steichen comes up with is going to be for him. I, I think that if he's not ready because of his inexperience, that that certainly is better than not being ready because of his lack of playbook knowledge. So yeah, I'll I'll buy that. It's the old yeah. okay, your first job. Well, you don't have experience. Well, yeah. how do you get experience? Get a job. Yeah, I, 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 and, I, and I know that it, it kind of sounds like. And have a great weekend, Rick. Thanks for the call. You know, I and others are trying to, to force him in. I'm not. I, I just I want him to get that clock rolling. And I'm assuming he wouldn't disagree. And we know that the owner doesn't disagree. So I just don't think that anything good comes out of, organizationally speaking, the decision being made that he's not ready because he's still too inexperienced. Time to get that experience. Thank you, Rick, for the call. Uh, Portia Doc Terry at 239-1070. Hey, John. How you doing? Hello, Terry. Explain that title to me one more time. So, Portia, the yes. car. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. Doc, for doctor. Thoroughbreds by Zuffenhausen. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Mr. Richardson. He's a rookie, and he's a fairly inexperienced rookie, and so we expect the things that we expect from that. But I think we can be excited about having the chance to just see this unbelievable frame and how he's going to hes going to be inaccurate. He's going to look lost here and there, but we're going to be sprinkled with just awesomeness. Stuff that will just make us sit back and have our jaw drop. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So positive, positive, positive. Hey, Porsche Doc. All right, hey, what what are you better at Porsche Doc on? 914, 911, 924, 928, 944, 959. I would put it in order of 928, 944, 
I have had. I on you know I've had a I've had several, and uh, the whale tail. Most people don't like the whale tail unless you have the front air dam and the turbo fender flares. You know, it looks a little overdone if it just has the whale tail. So uh, the clean look is no whale tail and and a thin spoiler lip in the front. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the chicks that I missed out on because I killed my 914 before the summertime came? I didn't even have time to have the ladies ride with the top down or the top off. The target top would have been off and latched down in the trunk. I didn't even have time. I had to kill my car in February. What a dumbass. It's not too late, John. You can still have a Porsche convertible and be picking which chicks you want to keep on board. Man, but now now it's not like then it was, hey, you're growing up and that's cool. Now I'm like Mr. Midlife Crisis if I do that. Well, you gotta you gotta move your age limit up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I always like I can't believe I killed my car in February. How stupid! That's awful. Well, you could always blame it on the slick conditions in February. Oh, I blamed it on slick conditions, and I blamed it on a trash bag on the side of the road that investigators could not find. So their conclusion was uh, there was a huge dumbass driving it. <laughs> well, they might not have been too far from the truth. It was going way too fast. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that was another thing, too. That All right, Terry, it. I appreciate you, brother, man. Have a great weekend. Thank you, John. Have uh, a great weekend. It's such a true story right there. God. Didn't even, I got a two-seater ready to rock with a really cheap-ass stereo in there. It's not a Blaupunk. It's not an Alpine. It's not a Pioneer. It's not a Kenwood, but it's something that when you hit the eject button, it launched the cassette tape, you know, basically out of the car like a catapult. Didn't have time to show that off either. Uh, give me before Derek Schultz here after the break, the fake Derek Schultz here at 239-1070. Hello, fake. Friday. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm jamming. I'm getting ready to appear back on your show here in the next five to ten minutes. You know, I got to be prepared and ready. You want me to bring you back in with some Mbop by Hanson? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, Come on. I've been jamming to that song. That was the song that was playing when my son was born. That's how important Mbop is to me. <laughs> You got anything? Hey, go ahead. We'll preview what we're going to talk about coming up on the other side, Derek. What's that going to be? Well, uh, well, fake Derek would like to say congratulations to Scott Rowland this weekend for becoming uh, MLB Hall of Famer in the entire history of Major League Baseball from players in Indiana. Scott Rowland is the only player to ever be voted in by the writers. Every other player has been inducted from a veterans committee. So I would like to say to congratulations to Scott Rowland on becoming the first ever player from the state of Indiana to be inducted into the Hall of Fame at the consent of the writers. Shout out to Jasper, Indiana, too, for that. Hey, big shout out to Jasper, Indiana. I have all the frog legs. (laughs) Well, well, I I got a jam. I'll see you here in a few, all right? You got it, buddy. Derek Schultz. That's Derek Schultz with a preview. Nice reference to frog legs right there. I love Jasper, Indiana. All right, if you're on hold, I'll get to you. We still have some Anything Goes coming up after 6 o'clock, but the real Derek Schultz comes up. That's uh, other side, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Don't go away. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. This will be the high point of my day. It's all downhill from here. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Listen for our next guests. Anything goes coming up after six tonight. We got the last word. Gorman Matt Taylor. Check that. Oh, did he just disappear? Well, there goes the intro right there. I had one hell of an intro all planned out there, and then poof, there you go. Derek Schultz going to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes, too. Query and Schultz on uh, the Greg Rakestraw Network, the ISC Radio Network. Check that. Television Network. Sorry, Greg. Is he ready now? Gotcha. Uh, intro smashed on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline, the biggest fan of Hanson that is out there. Derek Schultz joins us. Did you realize in 1998 they were nominated for not one but two Grammy Awards? Yeah, not surprising for them to get recognized like that. Um, Do you know what beat them out? They were nominated for two awards. One was Record of the Year. Um, okay, here are the nominees. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Mbop Hanson. I believe I can fly <clears throat> R. Kelly. Oh boy. Every day is a winding road, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Yep. Sonny came home, Sean Colvin. And where have all the cowboys gone? Paula Cole. Can you name the winner? It was Sean Colvin, wasn't it? Sonny came home was the winner. Sean Colvin had that year the record of the year in 1998. Also, they were nominated, Hanson, the best pop performance by a duo or group with vocal. They did not win that. And can you guess who did? The nominees in the category, anybody seen my baby? The Rolling Stones. Mm, Bob Hansen, Don't Speak, No Doubt. Virtual Insanity, Jamiroquai. Silver Springs, Fleetwood Mac. Who brought home the Grammy? I'm going to say, I feel like I remember Gwen Stefani awkwardly being up on stage. Wasn't it the drummer that she wrote that about? Or one of the guitarists? Well, there was a little uh, love affair. Say, yeah, there was a little love I'm affair. Say, no doubt. Yeah. I'm going to say don't speak. Jamiroquai and Virtual Insanity won wow. best pop performance by a duo or group with vocal in 1998. Gotcha. Yeah, see, I, I was a freshman in high school then, so I feel like that's about as close to a pop music wheelhouse <laughs> as I have. So I, I recognize all of those artists and all those songs. Uh, hey, speaking of wheelhouse, what do you stand like? I've been going back and forth often, and obviously, I think a lot of people took their cue from what Jim Mercy said last week um, to Pat McAfee regarding what everybody wants to see, what he wants to see, as far as Anthony Richardson is concerned. Where, where are you with him being ready for Week One, and or uh, where are you, I guess, too, as as far as your belief if he's going to be ready for it? Yeah, I, I hope he's going to be ready for it. Um, I think if he is even close to being ready, I think you just go for it because my belief is that he needs reps. He's got to play. Um, I've never been a big believer in this whole like transition thing. I think you see a lot of teams do that. And, you know, what, what was the point in the Chargers starting Tyrod Taylor for a couple of weeks before Justin Herbert? Uh, what was the point of the Bears starting 
God, who was it? Glennon? Or I don't even remember. The Bears have had so many crappy veteran quarterbacks that they've had in there before Justin Fields. You know, it just feels like you're punting the month. I remember the Giants did it with Eli Manning. They had Kurt Warner for the first, I don't know, six, seven weeks of the season. And then you go to Manning, and it was the six and ten year. It's like, who cares? Just If the Colts are going to stink, John, like everybody says that they are, then why are they worried about that? Why are they worried about Gardner Minshew or, uh, you know, trying to be competitive and, and all of that? Hey, hey, if they're going to stink, then – just throw them right into the wolves. Let, let, let's go. Um, you know, people point to that Derek Carr example, or excuse me, the David Carr example in Houston of, of just breaking quarterbacks early on. And, you know, I, I guess I can, I can buy that specific situation. But I, I think overall what he needs right now more than anything else is experience. And with his ability with his legs, I think that he can be a difference maker immediately, even before – the playbook and the, you know, the, the passing offense and, and all the lights turn green for him when it comes to those aspects of his game. I, I just think this, I, and I've used it in terms of how it worked out for the Pacers last year. They undersold it and overperformed it and season wise. And that's, I think what you're looking for, but with this football season, hopefully you get some sparks and some juice here or there to keep everybody interested because you don't just want to maintain this team is going to be bad, but unless you have good fortune, which has not been around this team and stinking forever, I don't see how it's not going to be reasonably bad once again, but it can produce a, at least a staple for the future, starting with your, your quarterback, just punching that clock and getting used to stuff. I see nothing wrong with it. And and frankly, I don't want to see Gardner Minshew. I think the only way you see Gardner Minshew is really two bad reasons. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think Minshew, the role that Minshew plays more as being a starter is – uh, a mentor, right? Because they, those two have obviously already had a pre-existing relationship before they both got brought here. And I, I think there was a lot of good reasons to bring in Minch. I, I think Gardner Minshew is probably better than six, seven, eight starters uh, coming up here in September, um, pound for pound. Like, I, I think a lot of Gardner Minshew. But Richardson's the future, and there's no reason to have to wait on it. Um, what I'm looking for more than a win total is can we see individual improvement from the young players and can some of the established players who have regressed, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, players like that, can, can they get back on Braden Smith? Can they get back on the trajectory that we saw from them a couple of years ago? I mean, you know, Ryan Kelly in 2019-20 in was a, a really good player. Um, last couple of years, not so much. Quentin Nelson was banged up last year. There was a lot of surgeries for him to come up, uh, come back from. So I, I chalk that up more to health than anything else. But they're paying Quentin Nelson to be elite. Quentin Nelson's not being paid to be the fifth or sixth best guard in the NFL. Quentin Nelson's being paid to be the best guard in the last 20 to 30 years in the NFL. So that's the level that he needs to perform at. Um, so I, I'm fascinated by this season, John, honestly. Um, I, I think that as long as people can recalibrate their expectations – and kind of understand that this is going to be a, a little bit of a slog here, that it's not going to happen overnight. I think they can get on board with this. I mean, any, anything's better than this 8, 9, 10 win purgatory that they've been in the last couple of years where they're, they're just good enough to go absolutely nowhere. Derek Schultz on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. The most common subject that's brought up when talking about Anthony Richardson and, you know, giving it time 
is Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, we've all heard over and over again the dynamic between Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, and he got to sit back and watch and all that stuff. And, yeah, we know how it worked out, and he obviously is not only the greatest going right now, but going to be one of the greatest of all time. However, can you not also reasonably suggest and wonder what if, if they did go ahead and start that clock in his rookie season? You know what I mean? I mean, no, absolutely. You, you could you could flip that script just as easily as saying, "Well, it worked out great." But I mean, you could flip it around and say, "What would have happened had he played as a rookie?" He was. I, I, I'm going to take a current term here, to, and it's right in your wheelhouse, John. I mean, he was Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, that dude, that dude right. was a phenomenon from day one, minute one, snap yes. one. Yes. I, I remember seeing some highlights of him in his second game, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, so yeah, I. As good as Alex Smith was, and he was a good NFL quarterback and, and a good mentor to have, uh, I'm with you. I, I've always been kind of in the camp that Mahomes is so special that you could have started him day one and it would have been the same. I, I have a hard time believing that it wouldn't have been. Um, so, he went yeah, from like his, his first full year, he went you know, over the 5,000-yard mark. and I mean, yeah. so why, why couldn't you catch your lumps and, and have at least an okay time in doing it in your rookie season? Yeah, and, and just, again, going back to the, the knock on Richardson is that he just hasn't played. <laughs> it, it's a small sample size. We're talking about, you know, 13, 14 starts at, at Florida. That's not very much. He needs reps more than anything else. Um, he needs to see NFL defenses, and he needs to learn and, and be there with Shane Steichen and, and his offense and figure everything out. So you can only do that so much from holding a clipboard and, and watching somebody else do it. I think you have to experience it and you have to live it before you can really learn it. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see the guy get broken in half. And with his mobility, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want to see him get shell-shocked, as I mentioned, with, with Carr all those years ago with the Texans. But I think he'll be absolutely fine um, because he can be an elite runner from day one. I just think that's the only way that you see Gardner Minshew. It's both bad. It's by injury or ineffectiveness. And either one, nobody around here wants to see. No, absolutely right. Um, and I, I just I, I have a hard time believing the second that you went to Richardson, um, I, I have a hard time believing that it would get you know re- bad enough for him on the field healthy to uh, for them to pull on I, I guess pull the curtain and, and bring him back out. So Derek Schultz with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What are your thoughts on Shaquille Leonard? Saw some video surface early in the week of him working out finally until then it was just a bunch of kind of Colts quotes that really did not leave a lot to be desired as far as what you thought the good fortune was going to be in seeing him return to form what are your thoughts after that video and what are your thoughts altogether about what you believe we're going to see out of the linebacker this year yeah I mean we'll see I remember all those videos that we'd see from Tiger where you know he was recovering and you're like oh my god he looks great and then you know he gets out on the courts and you're like eh, still kind of looks like he's feeling his way around um i am I'm, I'm concerned um i'm i'm very concerned that he's ever going to be the player that he once was i hope he is because uh, he's we all know that he's a difference maker and he's obviously a leader in the locker room and it's a feel-good story right you know a guy that a lot of people doubted and you know coming from nowheresville in college and the colts taking a chance on him and then him being an immediate impact player so um th- there's a lot of reason to root for shaquille leonard but Whenever it's a nerve issue um, and whenever it's a back issue and then it's particularly both of those things, that's a lot of concern. You know, um, 
Remember when Paul George broke his leg on the basketball stanchion all those years ago? Right. It, it, it was gruesome, right? But bones snap in half, and then they heal. And then you're like, okay, uh, in four months he'll be absolutely fine. Or in five months or, you know, however long the timetable is, he'll be able to work out again and do all that. With this nerve stuff, man, you, you just you just don't know. Um, you know, Peyton Manning went through it with his neck, and they, they just, you know this, John, <laughs> they, they just didn't know. Um, there, was, there was that workout where – I think it was him and Pullian and a couple of the hires up, and he's he's trying to convince them to put him in red zone packages to throw to the end zone, and he's standing at like the ten yard line or whatever. This is all reportedly right, and he can't even get it to the back of the end zone from the ten yard line. Um, so this nerve stuff, it, it's it's a real red flag. Um, so I'm hopeful. Um, I, I I lean optimistic. I always try to be. But, you know, if you ask me today, my prediction for Shaquille Leonard, if he's ever going to reach that all-pro level again, um, I'm not sure I see it. If he can get back and be a productive starter again and at least be a, uh, a close to a Pro Bowl player, then I, I think the Colts would sign up for that at this point. If I set the over-under on wins this season for the Colts at six, which direction do you go? Yeah, I, I think that's actually right on the nose because um, I, I don't see this being a two- or three-win team. Um, uh, they were – terrible absolutely terrible last year and they had just about everything go wrong and that team still somehow uh was able to scratch out four wins and they probably should have won six you know if not for the historic collapse against minnesota and a fourth and 20 against houston you're and thank god they didn't do that you're talking about a six ten and one football team so i, I don't think this is going to be a truly terrible team um i'll say over just to be optimistic on on richardson and um and some of those other players that all seemingly regressed last year getting back to they're, they're pre-22 levels, um, but I don't think it's going to be significantly more than that. I, I think probably the, the ceiling, the high water mark, would be something like eight wins. And at that point, you probably don't want to win eight games, right? Um, <laughs> with, you know, building forward and all that and kind of being caught there in the middle like they've been the last couple of years. You know, it's funny about all this, and I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, good fortune has not been along for the ride in a while around here um you look back to last year and you mentioned that minnesota game historically speaking with a collapse the collapse in dallas which was at that moment a very winnable game uh both houston games that you reference uh the washington game here i i I mean you win what three of those games four of those games that you should have won i mean jeff saturday's still the coach here who knows where we are yeah, I, I'm one that pretty firmly believes that if Saturday – and you hate saying this, right, because he's a great guy, um, uh, and, and everybody rooted for Jeff Saturday as a player, but he was put in an impossible spot. But if, if he even did a, a mediocre job, um, if, if they even won a handful of games, I, I think Ursay was willing to do whatever it took to, to go to bat for him. Um, it, it took – them the bottom completely falling out. I mean, John, by the end of the year, they were the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they they lost at home to a Houston team that it was. They didn't want to win. Harmful. I mean, they didn't. They won. Their owner was harmful. upset. They won. Yeah, Lovey Smith. <laughs> Lovey Smith was the only one there that really wanted to win. I mean, they killed themselves by winning that game. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I've I've kind of the best thing about this season, even if the Colts stink and, and even if they go five and 12 is that we can move on from last season. Cause I, I really don't ever want to talk about 2022 again, but yeah, I agree with you that if Saturday had even done 
if, if the Colts had even been competent that second yeah. half of the season, um, then I, I think he'd still be that coach. Well, with Saturday, that was that was Washington, that was Minnesota, that was Dallas, that was a Houston game. So, how many of those? Let's just say, for example, of those those four games, you win two of them, and he's back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Washington, and and don't forget, Washington was the game where yeah, you know, Ursay was banging his fist about Ellinger coming in and and him yeah. being the starter. You know, maybe with Matt Ryan, you win that game. And then and McLaurin got behind uh, Stephon Gilmore. I think they're late, yeah. right? And, and then the um and the uh, the was it a Monday night game against the Steelers. Yeah. And the, the timeout situation late, I thought he really um, – he busted that. And, and Jonathan Taylor with the fumble when it looked like the Colts were surging back in the game, if I remember right. Um, so, yeah, there were, there were a lot of – but, again, John, we all knew that they weren't close to being a good team. Like, that, that's what the NFL is. The NFL is a lot of these games end up being coin flip games even when it's a bad team against good team. And the good teams find a way to win and the bad teams find a way to lose. And the Colts were bad and they found a way to lose – virtually all of those games it's uh, Derek schultz with us also a writer works with purdue does uh query and schultz every monday isc network and also writes articles for the ibj at ibj news your your recent one is is pretty cool uh maybe tell people um that have not seen this exactly who the stars are of this particular article and why you decided to do it yeah, you know, summer months, so I had been thinking about this a couple of months out. Hey, what are we going to talk about? Because I don't want to just write over and over again about the Colts or Pacers Summer League so we can get into some of, like, the fun or deeper sports stories. And I knew that the uh, the, the women's sportscasters that were here in, in Megan McEwen from Wish and Trisha Whitaker from 59.4 and then Taylor Tannenbaum were close. In particular, I knew that Trisha and Taylor were best friends. Like, Trisha would come and – dog sit for Taylor uh, when she was still here at, at 13 um, as, as recent as last year, because she left last summer. So I actually texted Taylor and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, you guys have all kind of moved on and, and gone to bigger platforms. And I know you were friends. Um, are you also really close with, with Megan? And Taylor's like, well, yeah, I'm going to be a bridesmaid and her, her, she's getting married here in three weeks. And so I said, okay, well, I, I want to write this story because in sports media, it's so competitive, um, you know, especially for women, because they're all, uh, you know, even though the doors have opened, it still feels like the, the floodgates haven't really been released as far as that's concerned. And people pit everybody against each other. People pit people in groups together and it's, it's cutthroat and it's brutal. Um, and, and it's everybody for themselves. Yet they came here and they were immediately friends. They always supported one another. Um, I remember them in the Colts media room and the Pacers media room, always sitting together and they're submitting packages for competing stations that night. And I, it, it, you know, like when we were on the air together, like you and I, I considered us friends and I know you're still close with Jake as well, but we, we were competitive. We wanted to win and, and all of that. And I didn't feel like that bond was as close as, as what they were able to do. And I think through that support and that shared experience and, and going through it together here in Indy and then jumping into Megan with the Big Ten Network and Taylor with ACC and Trisha with Tampa Bay uh, with the Rays and, and now with MLB Network and got Apple TV and she's really taken off too. Um, I thought that was a story worth sharing. Um, and also, and, and you also know this, John, from being here, um, this has been, Indy has been a great platform, particularly for women, a launching pad. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Briscoe, uh, Sage, Sage Steele, uh, Ashley Adamson, 
there have been a lot of great ones that have, have come through in here and, and gone on and done really big things. And I think this trio, who were all simultaneously here at the same time, um, they're all taking off simultaneously. It's really cool to see. You know, and, and you watch, especially the, the flurry of interest we saw down the stretch in, in the, the women's season, both nationally and around here with what IU accomplished down in Bloomington. The more and more you got to see Megan, um, and I thought about this at the time when she was doing a lot of those Big Ten games on Big Ten Network, uh, she's going to be, because this is becoming such a big deal, she's going to be ESPN women's basketball quality very soon. You know what I mean? I, that's why oh, I yeah. felt the entire time. Yeah. And she has the, the she's a coach's kid. Joe McEwen, is, yeah. her father's a longtime women's college basketball coach, coach at Northwestern, and she's a player. So I, I think she she really she checks all the boxes because she's lived these experiences as well. And it, not that you need that to talk sports, but I think that that gives her an advantage over maybe some others as well in that space. But she's she's been fantastic. And I've always thought really highly of Taylor. I actually texted her last summer and I, I heard her. I think it, it may, maybe it was with your show or I, I heard her somewhere. And I go, you know, you should really try to do radio more or do a podcast or something like that. Cause I think you're really good. You know, the problem with TV sports is they give these, these guys and gals like two minutes, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you barely see getting, le- getting and less and less see- as we move forward here too. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see that personality come out. She's always had that great personality. And, and that's when she actually told me, it's funny that you say that I'm leaving to the ACC network like next week. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled for her as well. I, I think there are probably several steps for her still to go for all of them. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see all three of them, have a, uh, a national, not that they don't already do, but um, a, even more of a national presence here in the coming years. It's, uh, Derek Schultz right there. The IBJ article is up, and you can check it out, of course. His Aquarian Schultz show every Monday they tape it. I think it's released on Tuesday. Uh, with the ISC Network, and uh, working with the uh, great folks at Purdue. And I'm assuming that job is going well for you right now. Yeah, having fun. We actually have uh, Purdue and Indianapolis on the uh, Tony Kanon car and, and shared by Tony Kanon and Elio Castroneves in Tony Stewart's SRX series. Nice. So, um, yeah, the next four Thursday nights on ESPN at 9 o'clock, uh, you can watch SRX. Uh, it'll be Elio next week. It's w- was TK the last two weeks. And then um, they're hitting Eldora coming up here in a few weeks, and I'll be at that race. So looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Outstanding, man. Good to talk with you, too. You and the fam have a great weekend. Great job on the basement, too. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you saying that. Thanks, Shout out to Chateau Kitchens. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Derek. See you, buddy. All right. So, Derek Schultz of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Quick one back for the next. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, kid. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right. Wherever you're going, what you're doing, have us with you till you get there. Then take us with you once you do get there. Hey, this reminder, by the way, tomorrow night we do whatever. Part of the JMV takeover tomorrow night. I'm going to cover basically 70s, 80s, and 90s, the decades of that music. But is whatever JMV takeover coming up tomorrow night, six until midnight, live in studio, live request, and a record-breaking Saturday night last week, over 180 requests, which is absolutely ridiculous. And if you're saying how do you get to them all, there's no way. I would have to be on the air probably until about 5 in the morning. 
But what that does, it shows you the incredible popularity and interest that listeners have in wanting to be a part of it. And man, let me tell you this, a lot of radio folks should take a cue from it. Much like right here, much like you with talk radio, people love to be a part of it. Like sometimes you look at the past to grow into the future and maybe music radio should look a little bit more about uh, being live and personal once again with those that have that willingness to listen and not migrate to Spotify or to Sirius XM um, or to any other of the music outlets that they have that's so easily so easily attained uh, with your with your music interest it's the thought Saturday night was huge I mean absolutely huge and I expect it again coming up tomorrow night. That's B105.7 beginning at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Anything goes at 239-1070. Jack's going to lead off today. Hello, Jack. Hey, man. Uh, has has anybody ever, like, come back from the accuracy issues that uh, AR-15 had in college? Like, is there anybody in mind that you can think that, like, has that just kind of thrown, you know, mid-50% completion percentages in college yeah. that they fixed in the NFL? Yeah, I um yeah, that that is if there's a major concern, I think the accuracy part of it is is going to be. I'm thinking just off the top of my head right here, Jack, if if there's anybody that struggled with accuracy and then all of a sudden yeah, they were good to go. What do you what do you think? Uh Josh Allen would come to mind. Josh Allen in year number one, what was his accuracy? Or coming out of Wyoming or in year number one in Buffalo? Uh well his his best year in Wyoming, I think he had it was sixty six percent out. That was that was actually that doesn't even count because he only played in two games. His best full year, he had a fifty six point three percentage completion rating. So Josh Allen, maybe. Um, you know. uh, Josh Allen, maybe you know. I just uh, you know, they they buy into a lot of hype, and you know yeah. there are moments where he almost got benched at Florida. So you know it's just you know everybody's all in on Anthony Richardson. And I just you know cautiously. Optimistic. Yeah, no, no, and, and not only that, but I, I think this also you can't look at it and maintain a, a high level of interest in what Shane Steichen is supposed to be able to do offensively, and not only coaching this team, but leading through this maturation and growth of this this rookie, inexperienced quarterback with a lot of things, as you rightly mentioned, need to be fixed. Go ahead, James. Uh, just for the record, his completion percentage his rookie year was 52.8%. All right. So All right. I guess we can start with Josh yep. Allen right there. So, yep. Right. Jack, have a great weekend. Thanks, man. Right, you too. Thank you. All right. Ray's up next. Anything goes at 239-1070. Ray, Ray welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, JFB. How's it going? Long Great, time. Ray. Thanks um, for the call. I, I haven't talked to you in a while, man. It's been a few months. It has been. Way too long. What's up? Yeah, yeah this is T-Mobile, Ray, a.k.a. I wish I was your pusher. T-Mobile. Oh. I got T-Mobile on my phone right now. How about that? It oh, used probably. to be, when I first got it, it was Sprint. It's been like three or four different things. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. you you might want to, like I said about a year ago, you might want to check out that T-Mobile Tuesday. I got... um. I got um, a coupon on Tuesday for $4 off of any burrito or um, burrito bowl from um, Moe's. So that, well, that was a pretty good one. There you go. Uh, I like it, Ray. T-Mobile Ray, what else you got? Um, well, the reason why I'm calling JMB is to, is to get in your tail about about uh, your comments that you've been making. Um, mm-hmm. 
with, with the Colts. Yeah. Um, first off, um, I, I don't think it's going to be a down year as everyone's making it seem. Let me point out a few things to make you understand why I say that is last year, the question was quarterback play. If we had somebody that can at least get out the pocket and not take a sack on four, on fourth, on third down, um, I think we're we're in a lot more games and it's a lot more competitive. And just with the running element, that at least allows him to get out of a little trouble. And I think the problem was, well, I don't want to go back and bash Frank Reich, but, you know, he, he, he was – I'm not going to say he was completely the issue, but he, he was one of the reasons why um, the offense was a little stagnant, so to speak, along with Matt Ryan, of course, too. No, you're but talking I, about what I brought up. Shane Steichen is going to have a lot of on his shoulders uh, just beyond, yeah. you know, you know, winning games, getting the offense going, other aspects, but bringing along a quarterback that's very raw right now, too. So a lot, and that's the reason why they hired him for a lot of this. Yeah, so just taking those things in consideration, and even when going back to the 21 season, how everyone was saying, oh, the culture of the team, you don't want to play, a lot of those players are still on this team. So it's not like we're we're starting over from scratch and, you know, the the team is just completely new. This is the same team that, that was pushing for that, playoff spot and and doing all that at the end of 21 so that, that's why i say i don't think it's going to be completely a down year i'm not saying super bowl or bust but i'm saying contend for the division or bust yeah you know what, what's funny about that is too you bring up that stat you know, as, as far as you know what they've done in the past but then when you look around and and some of these national folks who have broken down the rosters of each nfl team have this Colts roster near the bottom. So there, there's, I think what that goes to show you, a lot of these guys, the high dollar guys that have been around here, the guys that you can trust as you're talking about, that you think could help thrust this team into a better situation, a surprise situation this year, have to play at a much higher level than we've seen them play. Yeah, and just one more thing, mm-hmm. too. Um, go Colts. I, I got my season membership, so I'll be there. Um, I'm planning on wearing a shirt that says, um, I don't know how to make sausage, but I know how to build a football team. Um, <laughs> so so I, I hope to see you down there. You know and, um, what? Rake, and keep those T-Mobile deals coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you have a good one, James. You too, Ray. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Darnell is next on Anything Goes. Hello, Darnell. Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. What's up? A uh, couple things I want to add. Hey, that show that you have on Saturdays is fantastic from 2020 and during the pandemic. So keep it going. I'll I'm going to tell you, it's on fire right now. It I'll is absolutely going, on fire on Saturday night. Thank I'll you, buddy. Call in. I'll call in after 9. Thank so you. Forward. But uh, a couple things I want to promote. Um those uh, on Saturday on FS1, uh, Beep Baseball will be uh, showcased at the pregame show. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what game's on, but they're going to have a feature on Beep Baseball because they're trying to get in um, get in with Major League Baseball. So they're going to do a feature because the, the Indy Edge and the Indy Thunder, the Thunder from the north side, Edge from the south side, along with six other teams. Where, where uh, FS1 was in Chicago at the Bolingbrook tournament, so just want to let you everybody know out there if they're if they're baseball fans to watch the pregame show on FS1 tomorrow after three o'clock. Uh, the, the pregame show, uh, they'll be beat baseball. They're going to uh, showcase that 
during their pregame show. And I know you watch awesome. sometimes yeah. the major league stuff, John. So you'll see that tomorrow. Um, it's going to be shown. And then the other thing, John, I just shot your text. Anybody in the area tomorrow um, from 4 to 8, we have a big fundraiser the week before we go to the uh, World Series Indy Thunders at the Pawn Shop Pub. Lots of raffle prizes and stuff going on there. Plenty of good food from 4 to 8. Come and support the team where there are lots of stuff are raffling off. I want to thank, of course, uh, Pat Sullivan. He donated some stuff uh, for us this week. Nice. And all, and all the other people. that There's lots of people that I want. I, you know, can't mention everybody, but I know Pat, he got on board this week uh, when I went and picked up my Yeti prize packs. Thanks for thanks just picking me a couple weeks ago when I had a question about hashtag Ask Pat. You got tomorrow, it, buddy. From 4 to 8, Pawn Shop Pub, uh, fundraiser for the Thunder. And again, those that are those that tomorrow watch the uh, pregame show of, on FS1 for uh, baseball because Beat Baseball will be showcased. And the you two teams it. here, the Thunder and the Edge, they'll be talking to a couple of guys on, on each team, among other, the other six people. There'll be some action stuff. So thanks, John. I appreciate you for letting me promote that, and uh, I'll be calling in tomorrow on the takeover. You got it, Darnell. Thank you very much. Six until midnight tomorrow night, the JMV takeover. Man, it is on fire, too. You guys especially love it in the summertime. BTR is up next here on Anything Goes. BTR, hello. What's up, JMV? How are you doing? Just saying everything's great from northwest Hamilton County. You better be. You better have it locked down. And I just want to say – I'm not on social media. My social media outlet is you and 107.5 The Fan. Beautiful. Everybody uh, here will love to know that exact fact. Yes. What do you think about our red legs? I'm, uh, well, too, too consecutive now. Listen, they have given me enough excitement in a month, more excitement in a month than they have given me for a long time, so I soaked that up. Um, and it makes me certainly want to watch each and every night. So I love the fact that we're nearing the end of July and we're so also incredibly invested in this baseball team. It's feel good. Exactly. Uh, taking my dad to a game for his birthday on the September the 8th against opener against the Cardinals and uh, hope to have a great time. You got it. BTR, keep everything in Northwest Hamilton County on lockdown as usual. Thank you, brother. You got it. Have a great weekend. Brent's up next on Anything Goes. Hello, Brent. Hey, John. How you doing today? Great. Hey, uh, just wanted to give a shout out. I am actually in the final section of the traffic jam to get into Loverboy and Foreigner. All right. What, what are you there more to see, Foreigner or Mike Reno and Loverboy? Absolutely, Foreigner. Um, I'm I'm hearing that Mick Jones, the only original member left, yeah, uh, is only like doing part time. So I'm I'm praying that he's with them tonight because uh, even at seventy whatever he is, he's he's still awesome. But uh, either way, they're going to be great. Uh, and you know, I'm hot blooded, so I'm hoping the beer's cold as ice because I plan on drinking a couple of those uh, fifteen, yeah. fifteen dollar beers. Mick, while I'm in Mick there. Jones, by the way, is seventy eight years old. Man, yeah. I saw him about three years ago, and he was he was on fire then. So uh, he still got it. But uh, hey, man, uh, I don't know when you're going to be on the south side for a live spot uh-huh. again. But I'm a south sider, so uh, next time you're down that way. Uh, on a Thursday or a Friday, I hope I can catch you. 
You got it, man. We'll let you know because we're going to start as of next week. We're going to be out a ton, basically out until January. So it really starts to fire up next week. I look forward to it, brother. Take care. Brent, thank you very much. Foreigner, lover boy, if you're on the way, safe travels. Enjoy the show tonight. Brian's up next on Anything Goes. Hello, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Great. Go ahead. I've been I've been listening to your uh, talk about bison meat, how good it is. Yes. And I have never tried it. I'll be 65 soon. But I uh, I saw an article in my paper. I'm in Mooresville, northern Morgan County. And it said, Red, Red Frazier Bison's owner adds rice quality meats to his business. Yeah. I did not know if you knew that. I did because I have meat in my freezer from Rice's in Spencer. And uh, right. yeah, my my wife's mom brought me some, and then told me that Red Fraser acquired rices. So yes, I'm. If if it's about meat, I'm I'm in the know certainly in southwestern okay. Indiana. So I'm I'm on top of that too. But I love Red Fraser and bison meat is absolutely my favorite. It doesn't shrink. It just it, it has got a great flavor and a great taste. I, I'd rather have that than anything. You've convinced me totally. Yeah. So next time I get a chance, I am going to eat bison meat. But I, rices is a big deal too. I've got uh, some rices right. barbecue in my freezer and a bunch of other stuff right now too. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Yep. I'm sure you're up on it very much. Thank so. you, Brian. I appreciate that. Shout out to Mooresville. JJ's in Muncie on anything goes. Hello, JJ. Hey, what's going on, JMV? What's hey, happening, JJ? Home of the Ball State Cardinals, always fly the W. What's going on? Chirp that chirp up there, JJ. <laughs> hey, Damar, 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 I need to find something so we can get a Damar uh, bet going again. Yes, uh, we do. I'll be, I listen to you every day, but you've been pretty on point, so I can't really pinpoint something that I can catch you on, but I will. Yeah, well, let's uh, think about what um, what we can do, what we can put on the line with Damar, too, because they love that. Absolutely we'll love it. I will catch you. Um, real quick, yep. I ran this by somebody else, and uh, it's about, I think, the running backs in their fight, it's like any other position, kind of, it's profile high, I don't know. Maybe they're going in right now as martyrs for this season and the season to come, but maybe they need to start looking at creating some type of program for the rookies to come where the rookies can get that high-end signing or contract when they first sign on being that a rookie's lifespan I, in, in the NFL, I think is like, what, five to seven years, yeah. something like that. That's the one thing. And lastly, real quick, you guys keep talking about the, the red legs. Stop it. Stop it because our Cubs are right there. <laughs> yeah, right well, there. Um, they, were, they were at least getting a little bit of revenge last check today, right? They, they end up beating the Cardinals 4-3, yeah. yeah. Yep, they, they, they pulled revenge right there. The fun thing about the NL Central, it's never guaranteed almost until the end of the season. And thank you, J.J. and Muncie, man. Stay in touch with that Damar bet. And the problem that the Reds have is they have an issue with Milwaukee. Big time. Big time. I mean, really all the way around, as we've seen. Caleb's on Anything Goes Next. Hello, Caleb. Hey, JMV. Happy Friday. Happy weekend to you. Right back at you, Caleb. Hey, uh, I want to keep it short. I want to keep it sweet because I have a friend of mine that recently found a dog near their house Mm -hmm. that is looking to be homed. So I'm using this opportunity to signal boost. uh, If it's okay with you, yes. text you the information. Yep. Uh, It's a great dog. Well, actually, JMV, is it okay here? I'm going to text you here real quick. Yes, go ahead. 
All right, all right. Here, here. Sorry, I, I should have thought about this beforehand, but you know, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Yeah, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes you gotta, yeah. Sometimes you guys do dog. do things within the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just keeping it within the flow. Okay, here. we're talking about help homes have a home right here. Um, and can I say the name and give the number out? Oh. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Great looking dog here. Contact Addison, 765-461-9881. Very sweet male pit mix. Needs his forever home. Approximately two years old. 60 pounds. Again, contact Addison, 765-461-9881. How about that, Caleb? That was awesome. Until next week from the lounge, James. You got it, brother. Thank you very much. Caleb, 765-461-9881. Ask for Addison about this dog. Marcellus, 10 or less. What do you got, my friend? Hey, man, this is a theory uh, about the running backs these days uh, and the short shelf life. I think I think it may have something to do with the fact that defenses are better now and faster the guys on defense they can't run roughshod like like Emmett Smith and no question guys. no question yeah but Barry Sanders even you wonder if Barry would have been the same with what you see exactly. right now too Marcellus tomorrow night man call in you got it that's uh anything goes with Marcellus tomorrow night JMV takeover six until midnight it's going to be whatever have a great time on B105.7 James great job today back with you in this seat have a great weekend we'll talk with you here on Monday